What's up, Degenerates? League number four. I'm your host, the Dynasty Degenerates, Steve Sampson. I'm joined today by our co-host, Mr. Ben Steffen, your league host. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. A little hungover after last night's draft event, but uh, it was a good time. Everybody had a good time, and uh, yeah, looking forward to this judgment. Yeah, you guys had a, a pretty competitive league during the draft, so uh, it's interesting to get through this and break down a little bit. We're also joined by by your other league mate, Marvelous27, Mitch. Mitch, how you doing today? Yes, sir. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. And uh, yeah, talk some football. Almost there, guys. We are almost there. It's Monday. Yes, sir. We have three more days. Um, it's funny, I posted in one of my other leagues... Uh, 825 I'll be <laughs> I'll be fucking asleep <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come too briefly to clap and I'll go right back to sleep because <laughs> I'm gonna be exhausted by then uh, it's been a long it's been a long set of months but uh, it's almost here for us I'm excited I know you guys are excited um, what did you guys uh, what do you think of the competitiveness of your draft and your uh, the group of people that are in uh, we draft four? I think we had a really good draft. Um, it was pretty competitive. Um, there was definitely some moments where you could see runs happening, but they almost like just completely stopped. Um, like the quarterback run in the third round ended pretty quickly, and then nothing again happened for a while. Um, tight ends were pretty spread out. Uh, running backs went early and often. It was uh, lots of talk and chatter about sniping each other's players basically every pick um yeah you know it was good it was a good time everybody got along pretty good uh the chatter was good and uh yeah we went pretty smoothly i think with speed as well i was keeping an eye on where we were compared to the other redraft leagues and i think we were like the second or third one done so we were right along with everybody else it went really well yeah couldn't agree more uh had a great draft uh couple picks definitely got sniped definitely threw a few people off myself included i uh, didn't expect a couple of tight ends to go where they did and a couple of running backs to go as high as they did um but you know what when you're in a competitive league like this you're gonna have people reaching and, and sniping on you there's no doubt yep no that's absolutely 100 percent true uh that's kind of the philosophy i adapt in in redraft is uh i take my guys where i want them when i want them and uh fuck adp <laughs> at the end of the year you're either in the championship or not it's not like dynasty where you you're kind of trying to make guys last it's a one and done type thing so you take the guy you want and if you don't get him uh then you got to take the next best you know the next best guy up but yeah. I definitely uh i can definitely see that i was uh last few drafts i've done have just kind of been going off of grabbing who i like because it's fun. It's all fun in the end, right? And it's not like Dynasty where I got to hold on to a rookie that I might not love because he's got value and I need that later. Like you said, it's a redraft. I can redo this again next year. So I'm going to get the guys that I want to watch on Sundays. I'm going to get the guys that I think are going to have, like, I'm going to have the most fun with on my team. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I approached a few of the last few drafts that I've done. And that, sir, is why you lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all Carolina Panthers. Yep. 
you, you can't win them with the Panthers when the Panthers can't win. Yeah. <laughs> Garbage time um, points are still points. They are. They are, definitely. Um, so we'll go over the roster quick. We've got uh, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, two flex spots and a defense, and six bench. Uh, wait, there's no wait, special. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me this isn't a two quarterback or two tight end league? Nope. Because some of the rosters would tell me otherwise. I Believe me, we're going to get to that. Damn. Okay. Um, it's also not tight end premium. So, you know, Kelsey in the first or so, some of the other odd picks, um, not really uh, warranted, but to each their own. Everybody's got their own method of, of roster construction, but uh, we will definitely get to that. Uh, <laughs> um, the only the only different uh, scoring with this is we have five point touchdowns to kind of balance out the rushing quarterbacks with the passing. Um, so that's the only kind of different from standard scoring. It's a it's a one point PPR league. Uh, everything else is is standard across the board. So if you guys are ready, I'm ready. We'll uh, jump right into the judgment and the breakdown of these teams. Absolutely, let's go. It's time for judgment. So, at the 101, Team Flap Happy takes Jonathan Taylor. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, actually, I, I've seen, uh, I think all five leagues Taylor went first, but I, I wouldn't fault him if he went with McCaffrey either, <clears throat> just just to be different. But So he takes Jonathan Taylor at the 1-1, Tyreek Hill at the 2-2, Mike Evans at the 3-1. J.K. Dobbins in the 4th. Josh Jacobs in the 5th. Lamar in the 6th. Chris Olave in the 7th. Zach Ertz in the 8th. Joe Burrow, the number 2 quarterback in the ninth. We'll get to that. Um, Dawson Knox in the 10th. Again, this is not tight end premium, guys. Um. Tyler Boyd in the 11th, Mike Davis in the 12th, Tyrion Davis-Price in the 13th, the Patriots defense in the 14th, and DJ Chark in the 15th. Whew. That is a whole lot of, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a pretty Mitch, wild what you, middle. What do you think of this roster? Uh, I'm, still, I'm still trying to catch my breath from uh, the uh, the wow factor that this thing <laughs> has for me. I, uh, you know, it's not as bad as you could think it might be. I mean, he levels out his roster right away. So you get Jonathan Taylor, obviously a stud, and then you go Tyreek and Mike Evans. After that, J.K. Dobbins, maybe not the sexiest running back pick, you know, depending on his injury and things like that. Follows it up with Josh Jacobs. Uh, you know, Lamar after that and Olave. So he's got basically his starting lineup done, takes Zacherts next, and then he just focuses on the bench. So, I mean, as far as the starters go, um, definitely could be worse for him, I think. But he took the RB2 and then took the RB1 for Baltimore. <laughs> well, <laughs> as far I mean, as the actual construction of the team itself, that's one thing. But the players pick, that's an entirely different thing, right? So. Well, but we're also we're grading on, you know, like our scores and stuff are, are based on taking into account roster construction, bye weeks, et cetera, et cetera. So, 
like Tyreek uh, Hill, by week 11. Mike Evans, by week 11. Dobbins, 10. Jackson, 10. Um, Burrow, 10. So he took his second quarterback to back up his first quarterback, and they had the same bye week. Um, I like the Ertz pick. I really do. Olave as my wide receiver three. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm absolutely fucking terrified because if that offense doesn't get going and rookies usually tend to not get going until the second half of the year, you have no wide receiver three. Um, Tyler Boyd is a great option if one of the Cincinnati wide receivers gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, I can't confidently flex him. Um, so yeah. realistically, <laughs> you start the season with Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs week one in, in your starting lineup. Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and your flex options are Dawson Knox and probably Chris Olave. But I really don't like it. Uh, unless you want to take the gamble on chart catching a 60-yard pass for a touchdown. Yeah, I, th- I think where the where the problem lies here, for me at least, is the risk factor, right? So JT first is steady, but then Tyreek, Mike Evans, J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, Olave, like you said, even Zach Ertz, all super risky. Er- like Ertz, I don't think so. Um, Jacobs and Dobbins definitely are. Uh, Tyreek, I-, I believe in Tua that he takes a step forward this year. So the first three picks, I, I really don't fault other than the bye weeks. I, I would have taken somebody other than Evans there um, or Tyreek. I, I would have switched it up with one of the two. I probably would have taken, if it was me, I would have taken Evans and uh, AJ Brown for two upside guys, um, both the ones in their offense. But I, I don't fault a guy like into, uh, Tyreek for the, the, the big upside that he can take. Dobbins scares me uh, with the health. But Jacobs, I'm okay with, especially in the fifth with that offense and the way that Josh McDaniels uses uh, running backs that can catch passes. And, like, I really love Jackson. I definitely would have taken a Burrow there. I would have waited and taken a guy probably where he took Mike Davis or Terry and Price uh, in, in, you know, the 12th, 13th rounds. But, I mean, he just – like the, the the beginning of the roster looks great. Yeah, he loses me from rounds four through eight, is where I think he had some issues and could have had some different players. Um, like at the four, five turn, I probably would have looked at a guy like AJ Dillon instead of those two running backs, and then DK Metcalf as your like third wide receiver flex play. Um, I would have taken. To, I would have been fine with to, Jacobs. Uh, yeah, you I, don't I need definitely to. Definitely uh, would have taken Dillon. You don't need Lamar there because you, like, as you've seen, you got Burrow later. I mean, that's hindsight, but uh, you don't need two tight ends either within three picks. I don't know. That just seemed like boom, 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 boom. Like four four picks out of five were one position players when he could have stacked the middle of his roster with guys like. Um, well, instead Michael of Thomas, Burrow, if he takes Pierce, if he takes Woods. Yeah, you know what I mean. And instead of Knox, he takes uh, I don't know, like algae. Well, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of choices there. Well, that's why I think higher up it would have been better to make those plays. Like, don't take Lamar. Take instead of taking Lamar, you could take Damian Pierce. You could have taken Chase Edmonds. I would rather had him. Um, 
Olave, too many question marks for me. Like you probably could have had, uh, yeah, you could have went oh. Michael Thomas with Pierce. Like I like that better. The upside of Michael Thomas over Olave because we don't know what he's going to be in this offense. If you're concerned about Michael Thomas, take Ayuk, take uh, Drake London. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I'm not taking the wide receiver three on a team before the wide receiver one potentially goes and before the, the you know another wide receiver one on a team goes. So, yeah. Um, I mean, we could beat this dead horse all night long. What do you guys have uh, for a ranking for Flap Happy with, with what you see on his roster here? So I gave him a 7.5. Um, other than I like his top end of his, his wide receivers. Obviously, it's nice to have a stud like JT. He's got Lamar Jackson. You can get rid of Burrow and solve that problem later. Um, yeah, I gave him a 7.5. Just based on overall construction, I like I like it that way. There's just a lot of decisions in the middle that I would have. So, full disclosure, Ben gave way too generous of scores in this entire thing because um, he wants to be your guys' friend. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, what do you have? I'm going to start off with my inaugural ranking of a 5.5. That's a little closer, I think, to where it, it should be. Um, I have a 5.8 for Flap Happy. I, I like how he started. I like the thought process. Um, just when once you took Lamar, you, you kind of pivoted, and, and I don't really know what happened, if you panicked or, or if the guys you wanted weren't there. But uh, really after Jackson, the draft kind of goes downhill. I, I like the urge pick for the tight end in the eighth. But uh, as much as I love Olave, not as my wide receiver three, man. Not as my wide receiver three. So uh, we will move on to Evan C30 in the number two spot. He takes Christian McCaffrey at the 1-2. Debo Samuel at the 2-11. Follows that up with James Conner in the third. Jerry Judy in the fourth. Allen Robinson in the fifth. Rashad Bateman in the sixth, Chase Edmonds in the seventh, uh, Dallas Goder in the eighth, Russell Wilson in the ninth, George Pickens in the tenth, Rondale Moore the eleventh, Jamal Williams in the twelfth, Isaiah McKenzie in the thirteenth, Boston Scott in the fourteenth, and the Eagles defense in the fifteenth. Obviously, Evan C is an Eagles fan. Um, but I don't fault him for most of the Eagles picks other than Boston Scott. <laughs> um, Mitch, what do you think of, of Evan's team at the one, two? Yeah. You know, I hate to say it, but uh, I don't have too many bad things to say about this team. Um, this, the start is great. CMC Debo, James Connor, and then he locks down three wide receiver positions immediately. Um, Jerry, Judy, Allen Robinson, Rashad Bateman, a one, a two, and a maybe one or two. Um, but a couple explosive offenses there. And then Rashad as the one gets Chase Edmonds. Dallas Goddard is not a bad pick there. Russell Wilson stacks with Judy. I think because he had such a good start, you know, he was able to get kind of a higher upside pick with George Pickens and kind of Rondale Moore parlay those for to the moon tickets. And uh, then he short up his running backs. 
Boston Scott sucks, but I mean, Jamal Williams was there. <laughs> nope, Jamal Williams, good pick. Um, ben, what do you think of this roster? Uh, same thing that Mitch said. It's hard to cut it up too much. Um, I, there is a what it could have looked like because I know what he wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, at that 4-11-5-2 turn, he was wanting Sutton and Mike Williams, and that would have made this team pretty freaking dangerous with Debo Samuel, Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams, and Bateman. But he still got really good wide receivers with Judy. Allen Robinson's going to have another big year. Obviously, big CMC fan, so um, love that pick. Um, same pick I would have made. Uh, See, I differ there. I love Connor. Other than like CMC, so if he didn't go CMC, the only pick I would have made at that two spot, you'd take Justin Jefferson. Um, Absolutely. But that changes yep. where he ends up falling. Like he wouldn't have got like he his RB one probably would have been still Connor, but he would have taken a round earlier. Uh, yeah. So knows how so what I there. see early, like I, the the reason I take McCaffrey there over Jefferson, as opposed to a couple spots later, um, if you don't take McCaffrey there, your running backs are realistically James Connor and a and a combination of Travis Etienne. J.K. Dobbins, Montgomery. I mean, most leagues uh, at this point in the year have seen that running backs all go in the first and second round. So if you don't take McCaffrey there, you're really, really going RB0. And the options get real slim real quick. So um, Somebody might not be very high on Fournette or Elliott. They might drop a little bit. I don't see somebody like Chubb, Williams, Jones, those guys dropping. No, but um, even but, even Elliott and Fournette, I haven't seen drop to the end end of the second. Like this is kind of the, a late for them in this draft where they where they fall in the next two spots that we're going to get to. But um, it's very tough to pass up on a running back in the first three spots. Definitely. So what I see, like if he has Sutton here, because uh, personally I believe Sutton is the one. Uh, I don't fault Judy. It's very close, but I think Sutton's a one. So if he gets Sutton there, I really like this team a lot better. I I don't mind the the, uh, the picks he's got with Judy, Robinson, and Bateman. And, and pair that up with Samuel. He's got a great wide receiver group um, with McCaffrey, Connor, and Edmonds. He's got three good wide receivers. Unfortunately, uh, Connor and McCaffrey both have injury concerns, and they both have the same bye week. So you <laughs> week 13, right when you're trying to, to get that last win to the playoffs, you're, both of your star running backs are going to be out, and you're starting Chase Edmonds and either Jam, uh, Jamal Williams or Boston Scott. That's uh, last week <laughs> Last week before playoffs start, I believe, right, 13? 13, yeah. But that's yeah. what I mean. You, you, you're In 12, 13, 14, you're, you're trying to win to get in, yeah. especially in this type of – league where it's kind of a tournament style so yeah got to get there um, um he could be in a I, position at that point where he just punts the week but maybe yeah but he also has debo and, and judy on week nine buys so you have two of your top wide receivers so now week nine you're, you're playing mccaffrey corner robinson bateman edmonds and oh guess what george pickens who has extreme upsides also out that week so you, you're hoping that Rondale Moore. His quarterback's also out that week, too. Yep. Oof. So, week nine's tough. Week, week nine's going to be tough for him. That's why week 13 is going to be very important, I think, because 
he's going to have to win, I think, that week um, if he's in the playoff hunt. So to, roster construction to me is very, very important in redraft leagues like this where you're looking for extreme upside for top scoring in the playoffs. I mean, you got to get there first, but you also want to make sure that you don't have too many guys out where you're giving away a free week. And I think I think he's kind of at that point where he's he, he may be giving away a week, possibly two. Um, and one of those is definitely going to be very important. Overall, I like the team. I like the Goddard pick. I like Russell Wilson pick to stack with Judy. Um, overall roster construction, I really do like the way he built it. Just a couple of things I would have kind of done differently just because of bye weeks and stuff like that. But uh, Mitch, what do you have for a score for Evan C's team? I'm going to give Evan C a solid 7.5. All right, 7.5. Ben? I had him at a 7.75 just based on the top at, like, like his running backs. Hard to beat the top three. Uh, obviously, bye week concerns, but he can probably sort that out throughout the year. He's super deep at wide receiver, which I like. And then he only took one quarterback and one tight end. So he's got, and the defense was last. So he, uh, yeah, yep. 7.75, yep. I think is a good those score. Are, those are big keys. He's got the Eagles defense, which has a really, really good schedule this year. <clears throat> um, I'm going to give him a 6.9. Nice. But I will revisit this, I think, by the end. Um, he's... Definitely got a, a, a good team. I, I like it. Um, I want to see the rest of the teams and, and how they unfold. And uh, his is definitely a score that I'm probably going to revisit. So we'll move on to Chicho09, drafting in the three spot. He's got Cooper Cup at the 1-3 for the Rams fan. Leonard Fournette at the 2-10. Travis Etienne at the 3-3. Cortland Sutton at the 4-10. Chris Garwin at the 5-3. Ramondre Stevenson at the 6-10. Brandon Ayuk at the 7-3. Kenneth Walker at the 8-10. Uh, Pat Firemuth in the 9th. Kenneth Gainwell in the 10th. Tom Brady in the, in the 11th. And then he backs him up with his handcuff at Mac Jones in the 12th. <laughs> what the fuck? Hunter <laughs> um, Henry. In the uh, 13th, the Dallas Cowboys defense in the 14th, and Jalen Talbot in the 15th. What the fuck? I don't know. Mac um, Jones isn't even like, I don't know. He's not draftable in single QB. No. Like, like redraft, sorry. So after Jones, right, like Matt Ryan, and, and I'm down on Ryan, but what? Uh, I mean, come on, man. I'm, I'm going to get the Chris Berman thing and put it. Come on, man. Um, Like Mac Jones, no. Absolutely no, you're losing points for that. Hunter Henry, I like, but you have a you have Frymouth with a bye week of nine. You don't need to take a tight end here. So both of those are you're gonna lose points. Um Ben, what do you think of this team? Uh I really like his wide receivers, Cup with Sutton. I like Godwin. Um, I like Ayuk. Tolbert's just an upside play. Um, but I like his wide receivers a lot. Um, obviously, Cup's gonna carry that group, but then I'm I kind of like his wider his running back room is okay. Like Fournette could be good, but they're looking at limiting him. Etienne, you're not sure what you're gonna get. The guy 
what's he going to be with the injury? Is he going to be what he was in college? For a third-round pick, it's tough to bank on a guy who missed their entire rookie season, and we really have no clue what he's going to be. Um, I like the Stevenson pick and the Kenneth Walker pick. Um, Gainwell can be dropped. Doesn't need him. Um, Brady Mac Brady's fine uh, in the 11th. I like that pick. That's good. But then I don't understand the next two picks after that with Mac Jones and Hunter Henry. When you already had Firemouth, you could have went with Wandale Robinson to add to that running back group even more. Um, you could have drafted... There's a lot of guys. Nico Collins. A lot of guys. Yeah, lots of guys. With the Jones Henry guys. Yeah. Everybody that went after Williams, Arturian Davis Price, McKenzie, Robinson, Landry, uh, Jameson Williams, even Julio. As much as I'm down on Julio, I would much rather see Julio on this roster than Hunter Henry as your second quarterback. Well, yeah. That's saying a ton. Yeah. The end of your draft, kind of. You need those upside guys that could pop and return really good value on a 13th, 14th round pick or 12, 13, 14 round pick. You don't need a backup to a position that there's going to be tons of them on the waiver wire. Right. Um, yeah. <clears throat> now I'll say this though. Uh, and I made this point in one of the other judgments. If you have an early round bye week for your quarterback or your tight end or something like that, where you, where you have Hawkinson or Goff or Waller or Carr or something like that, where they got a bye week of six or Stafford with the bye week of seven, I'm okay with taking one guy, you know, a tight end or a quarterback as your backup for that because they have an earlier bye week and, and you may want to secure that guy now. Um, same thing kind of with the defense. If you're playing the matchups, you've got a strong defense to take a, a second one to, to fill in for a week or something here like that. But you, you're you going to use that to drop and, and pick up and, and play the waiver wire for other positions. So I'm okay with that. But where you're backing up Tom Brady in the 11th, week by with Mac Jones, who's not fantasy relevant. And, and I will say this, out of five redrafts, this is the only one that anybody has drafted Mac Jones. Um, so that's a that's a terrible pick. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and I'm a Patriots fan. Terrible. <laughs> I can already hear what Brian's saying. Um, the, the Hunter Henry pick, you know, sure, if you, if you took uh, – in earlier round, bye week guys, sure, absolutely take Hunter Henry in case he's better than Fryermuth, whatever. But to me, that's two wasted picks. Mitch, yeah, I uh, I do agree with the sentiments. A um, couple things to point out here: a uh, ton of his players are on bye weeks for eleven. So Lenny Fournette, Travis Etienne, Chris Godwin, Kenny Walker, uh, and Tom Brady all by week 11. So that week's going to hurt him for sure. Um, I think he's a closet New England fan, actually, because he has Mac Jones, Hunter Henry, and Ramondre Stevenson. So I think I think we're seeing actually a closet New England fan come out. Um, tough on this one. I kind of like the first seven picks, and then I don't like really any of the rest of them, to be honest with you. Um, Tom Brady, like Ben said, was a pretty good pick uh, there in round 11. I don't think Dallas Dallas Cowboys defense should have probably fell that far. It's something that doesn't get talked about much as defense. I think he actually got pretty lucky getting Dallas as far as he did. Um, you know, going to be a lot of turnovers with that defense, but 
you know, the other seven picks uh, at the back end there are pretty rough. Well, your your entire league waited until the third, like the first defense went in the thirteenth at thirteen eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's says volumes about how competitive your league is. Uh, one team didn't even take a defense, but I, I know he picked one up because he took, uh, which we'll get to. He took Jamison Williams and put him on the uh, IR. But mm-hmm. your entire league drafted defenses at the end of the draft, which is where they should go. So that's that's absolutely huge. I don't. Defense plays a small part. Uh, next year, they're they're going away. Uh, I I I absolutely hate kickers. I hate defense. Uh, they take away, I think, from the actual you know meat and potatoes of what fantasy actually is. So, but he did take a good defense in the in the Cowboys. They have a good schedule this year. They they have a pretty decent defense. So I, I do like that as well. Um, to your point. Something else that really threw me off too with this team was taking Pat Fryermuth in the ninth, Hunter Henry in the thirteenth, and then guys guys like Irv Smith went in the fifteenth round. Yeah, you know Albert O, who's in my opinion just as much of a lottery ticket as half these other tight ends. You know he went after them as well. Yeah, I, I think the four. I think the Fryermuth pick was forced. I, I don't think you have to take that there. With, with what he has for his roster, like I really like his, his top four wide receivers with Cop, Sutton, Godwin, and Ayuk. Where he took Fryermuth, I'm taking Hopkins. I'm taking the upside. I can right. survive six weeks, and when Hopkins comes back, if I got to survive seven or eight, I can make it through that. Uh, where I took Ayuk and Sutton, they got bye weeks of nine. By by week nine, Hopkins is back. He should be a hundred percent. And I'm ready. You know what I mean? I, I can plug him in there. I feel confident with my flex with putting him in. Godwin's going to be back. Um, I, I just think I think the Frymouth pick was forced. I think Goddard went, Ertz went, and he kind of panicked and said, oh, I got to get a tight end. Mm-hmm. Thought There's, a run was coming. If you Listen, if you don't get Kelsey, which I think this is the last year for him, but that's a whole other discussion. If you don't get Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts, Arguably, Kittle, Waller, Schultz. If you don't get those six guys, don't worry about tight end. There'll be plenty when you get to the later rounds. Um, I mean, Hawkinson's a volume play, but I really think this might be the last year for that with Amon Ross St. Brown and, and Jamison Williams. If they both get established, I think Hawkinson can fall. So, you know, you get into the next tier with Godert, Ertz, Fryermuth. Hawkinson, Komet, maybe, but not probably more so Knox. Those guys are, t- are 10th round picks. They went high in the eighth because people had filled out their rosters early. Um, more so Evan than uh, Flap Happy, but they're ninth or 10th round picks. Don't panic. If you don't get your tight end, don't panic. There's plenty of guys that are going to score within 20 to 30 points. So Agreed. I, I think the Firemuth pick was forced. I think that. It, it for, to me is probably his worst pick of the first ten or eleven rounds, and it changes, yeah. you know, what what he does after that. That pick also snowballed his decision to go Gainwell because he was panicked on no running backs being left. So he could have, like, he could have went Hopkins, but I would have went Michael Carter. At that, I mean, spot. honestly, after Gainwell, can, and then get with Gainwell though, then you could just instead of taking him. Because you had Carter instead, you could have taken any of those wide receivers after to add to that spot. So, 
<clears throat> no, and I would agree with that. I would take Carter or or Hopkins. Those are the two guys I would take. If I took Hopkins and, and I don't get, you know, I, I don't get Carter, he doesn't fall back. I'm okay with Gainwell, I think. I mean, the only other guys that went after that were that I that I like were Algier, Herbert, McKissick, and maybe Jamal Williams. You know, but you could have gotten Jamal with the uh, Mac Jones pick. So I don't completely hate the game well pick because I do think he's going to have somewhat of a role. Although, the, you know, when we drafted, the, the Sermon pick kind of clouds that up a little bit more for me. But that's going deep down a rabbit hole that we're not going to do on this podcast right now. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so what do we have? Uh, ben, do you have anything different you want to add to this? No, uh, we touched on it. Um, obviously, the Mac Jones pick is awful. The Firemuth, I didn't even, I don't know, it was early. Um, good defense. Really like his wide receivers. Uh, running back could do some work. He's got, I got him down with a 6.6. Oh, Ben's starting to edit. I like it. A little. I like, I, I, I like it a lot. Remembered my own words on uh, the two at positions and kind of changed a couple of those scores uh, for some people with two at positions that I didn't think they needed it. Um, but otherwise, the, I left the running backs and the wide receivers alone. All right. Mitch? Yeah, I'm uh, going 6.2 on this one. I absolutely love the four wide receivers, so I can't go kind of any lower than that. Um, but, yeah, we've kind of talked about the – the second half of the draft there that can use a little bit of work, but uh, the wide receivers are great. The running backs are solid enough. So 6.2. All right. Yeah. I, I like it better than flaps. Um, I'm going to go 6.1. Just a little less than you, but uh, definitely a couple of moves could be made. I think this team could be right back in it because they do have a strong core. So, We'll move on to uh, Marzi 13 in the four spot. Takes Justin Jefferson at the 1.4. Arguably the consensus number one, depending on whether you prefer him or Chase. At 2.9, he takes Zeke Elliott. Mark Andrews in the 3.4. Mike Williams at the 4.9. Fifth round, he takes A.J. Dillon. Sixth round, Cordero Patterson. Uh, Seventh, takes Kyler Murray. Melvin Gordon in the eighth, Robert Woods in the ninth, which I think might be a steal. Um, Dobbs in the tenth, Aaron Rodgers in the eleventh, Khalil Herbert in the twelfth, Wandale Robinson in the thirteenth, Marzi gets his Packers in the fourteenth, and Irv Smith in the fifteenth. So Ben, what do you think of Marzi's uh, roster that he was able to put together at the one point four pick? Love Justin Jefferson pick at 1-4 with super value there. I would have had him in the top three. Um, Andrew's good pick at three in the third round. That was good. Um, I like Zeke still. I think still think he's got it. Um, big A.J. Dillon fan, so I like that pick as his running back too. Upside with Cordero Patterson's there. Um, didn't need to take Aaron Rodgers after he took Kyler Murray. Don't get that. Still don't get it. Um, like the Robert Woods pick, Dobbs pick, I think is 
listening to training camp hype a little bit too much. Um, he could be good, but who knows who's going to be the guy on that team. I love Wandale in uh, the 13th. That's a great pick. And I, I like Khalil Herbert in the 12th too. So um, the groups are good. A little thin at uh, running back with just the four guys and only really two of them. One of them really is only a starter on their team. Dylan is supposed to be like the 1B, I guess. But Patterson could be passed. Herbert, unless there's an injury, is the 2. Um, so a little thin at as, at, as is Gordon. At, so yeah, yeah, little little bit thin at uh, at running back. Um, like his wide receivers with Justin Jefferson, that heads off the group just like the last guy with Cooper Cup. Um, Mike Williams' pick was a good pick, and then Woods, but that's where that group stops. Um, Kyler and Rogers. Like the thing with the Woods pick, the only reason it's a good pick. Is because he he very likely looks to start week one. Yeah, no, I like Robert Woods. I don't have a problem you know? with that. It's just you only got really but it, three guys that you can start. But if he's not starting confidence. week one, you're, you're kind of screwed with this roster. Yeah, you got to start Wandale or Dobbs and hope that they have big weeks. But uh, or, or or you run four running backs, and uh, <laughs> I mean again, you three. you have Zeke and and three what one two three and four. RB2s. Right. So, yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, like it's kind of a middle-of-the-road roster. Um, I'd find playoffs would be, might be hard to make unless mm-hmm. you hit hit on, like Dobbs has to hit, Herbert needs to take over, Patterson needs his job from last year. There's a lot of like if, 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 then the team could be good. But uh, where it sits right now, it's not that great. Give it, given the what I see with these teams in this league, he also is going to need some uh, help from strength to schedule. You know, he's going to need some soft matchups doubled up to be able to uh, to get through. Mitch, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with some of Ben's points for sure. I know uh, one thing I remember about the draft was that Mike Williams was a little bit of a reach, I think, at that point. Um, and it was a great play, really, right, to go out and get your guy because, uh, yeah, having Justin Jefferson head off that wide receiver room and then Mike Williams follow it up. I mean, you've got a you know a sure sure floor with Justin Jefferson and then obviously a sky-high ceiling with Williams. Um, and then I agree with Bobby Trees down in the ninth round. I mean, that's you're talking he could be the wide receiver one for Tennessee. So uh, I think that's a great pick. Um, it's really interesting – when you start with wide receiver, like you were mentioning, you know, you come back around to that second round and definitely not inspiring picks with uh, guys like Ezekiel Elliott and Lenny Fournette there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost, I mean, obviously I've done a lot more drafts than most people do uh, because I'm in so many leagues. Um, so I know that taking a wide receiver early like this, it, it, it kind of cripples your team somewhat to a point where you're really not going to get a lot of, of solid running back depth unless you, you do some reaches and, and get lucky. Like, I love the Jefferson pick, don't get me wrong. I, I like that he followed it up with, with Zeke. Um, arguably, you could take Zeke or Fournette, either one. I don't mind that. I don't mind the Andrews pick where, you know, you grab that top tight end, so you, you, your top wide receiver, top five guy. Top 
sweet guy at, at tight end, and, and you should have a top 10 guy in Zeke. Um, where he took Mike Williams, I like the upside play. But I think Jefferson is your upside wide receiver. I'm taking Sutton or I'm taking Robinson there instead of Mike Williams. And I'm following that up with another wide receiver because I know later on I'm going to be able to get a guy like Damian Pierce, Chase Edmonds, instead of taking Cordero Patterson. I'm taking Chase Edmonds there. I would agree with that too. The Cordell pick was kind of the one for me that you have – Ramondre, you have Chase, even Damian Pierce, all available there. Just kind of a little bit of a safer pick, especially with having uh, Zeke to start off with. Yep. Um, like Kyler's fine. I, I'm I'm okay if mm-hmm. you want the upside quarterback in your seventh round. Um, I'm I'm pretty fine with the Melvin Gordon pick in the in the eighth round. I I probably would have taken Michael Carter myself, but. I, I don't fault you for taking Gordon. I think that's going to be a really good offense. And I think Gordon's going to have opportunities to score. I love the, the Woods pick. I hate the Dobbs pick. Um, too high. Way too high. I mean, George Pickens is a is a first-round draft grade. Exactly. He goes after Dobbs. Um, Tyler Boyd goes after Dobbs. As much as I'm down on MVS, he's in, uh, you know, kind of a similar situation, but he's a veteran. I think I like that pick better than Dobbs. Um, even Jahan Dotson, who's supposed to come out as the two, and there's tons of hype around right now. Yep, mm-hmm. even Dotson. So I think the Dobbs pick was a reach by, you know, it, it, it was a homer pick. Packers I know Mar- fans going to pack. I, I know, That's yep. the way it is. I, I know Mars is a Packers fan. Um <laughs> And that's okay. You you want your guy go get him. The Rogers pick. I, I as much as I want to hate on the Rogers pick, it's tough because literally you have two top five quarterbacks, and, and at this point in the draft in the eleventh to twelfth round, like he grabs Herbert in the twelfth and Wandale in the thirteenth. So I really don't like he was able to get some good some good dart throw guys that could have some good potential. So I, I I have a tough time hating on the Rodgers pick. I don't like to take two quarterbacks, especially where where both of them have a late bye week. But I mean that's a huge upside play, right? Yeah. Getting Rodgers if he finishes as a as a quarterback one again. But what does it matter if you're starting Kyler every week? Picture this exactly. instead of instead of there instead of Dubs and Rodgers, you're taking MVS and and Dotson, or you're taking MVS and Pickens. You like that team a lot more, I think. Like if I'm if I'm thinking I can get maybe get Rogers late, I'm not taking Kyler, which is which is usually how too. I how I do my drafts. Um, so instead of Kyler, you have you know you got Damian Pierce, you got Michael Thomas, um, even Rashad Penny for your RB four, Drake London, Sanders for your RB four. I wouldn't have taken Pollard to back up Zeke, but and then you got the flip coming back all the guys that went before Gordon, I would much rather have Renfro with this roster as, as my RB, as my wide receiver three. I would love to have Renfro right. instead of Kyler and, and take Rogers late, you know, the 10th or 11th round. Still um, have that upside. And still have the upside, yeah. So, like, I don't hate the Kyler pick, and I have trouble hating on the Rogers pick, but having the two together, I, I don't think that 
it needed to be made. But that's that's me looking at this draft hindsight. You know, where in the moment you want a top guy at your quarterback, and then you know you want to back him up. You get your guy. It's it's tough to uh, tough to pick on. So, what do you guys have for Marzi's team at, at the four spot? Yeah, I got him down with a six point seven five. Um, like the wide receiver group, like Kyler Murray, like Andrews a lot. Um, Irv Smith, like yes, he has two tight ends, but he did it last, like with his last pick, so that's fine. Um, he didn't sacrifice upside or depth by picking him late. Um, not big on the running back position on his team. Uh, so yeah, I gave him a six point seven five. Okay, uh, I don't. I don't mind the Irv Smith pick in the fifteenth with the broken finger. It's going to be a couple of weeks, but um, I think it's a, it's a nice grab at the end of the draft. That's the guy you're usually going to drop, so I have no issue with that whatsoever. Mitch, what do you got for score? Yeah, we didn't talk about that, but I, I definitely uh, completely agree with the Irv Smith call. I would never say to take two quarterbacks or tight ends, but when it's the very last pick and it's somebody who. Is, you know, has the upside of, of Irv Smith. I think that's a very solid pick. I think this pick is, or this team is very similar to the last team. You know, both started with a wide receiver, both have kind of that middling potential RB1. Um, I do like the high end of uh, Mark Andrews and Kyler Murray. Um, but at the end of the day, the running backs aren't very solid and the depth of the wide receiver isn't there. So I gave it 0.1 less than the last team. I give this one a 6.1. Yeah, I think it's a little bit less at wide receiver than the last team as well. I, I'm going to give Marzi a six. Very close, but I think uh, I think there's some upside to Chico's team that Marzi doesn't have. Um, so we'll move on to the five spot with Gil sixty six. <laughs> he takes. Uh, you should right, see him it? too. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, name, the name checks out. Yeah. Does he look like John Candy, like like a typical Bears fan? Nope. I mean, he's Canadian, right? He is. He's pretty ugly, though, so don't get it twisted. <laughs> uh, so Gilf takes uh, at the 1.5, Austin Eckler, follows that up at 2.8 with CeeDee Lamb. Uh, takes A.J. Brown in the third, T- uh, Terry McLaurin in the fourth, Liza Mitchell in the fifth, Dalton Schultz in the sixth. Too many Cowboys already. <laughs> um, Damian Pierce in the seventh. Christian Kirk in the eighth. What the fuck? Dak Prescott in the ninth. <laughs> um, Alexander Madison in the tenth. Tyler Higby in the eleventh. Tua Tago Vailoa in the twelfth. Jarvis Landry in the thirteenth. The Rams defense in the fourteenth. And Rohim Moser in the fifteenth. So I'm going to start this off by saying. I love Schultz. I like Lamb. However, taking two guys as receiving options on the same team is like a recipe for disaster, especially with the guys that you could have taken. It's, I mean, believe me, I like Schultz as a tight end, but it, where I took Lamb in the second round, I'm waiting on the tight end. I'm going to take, you know, Bateman or – uh, Ayuk, I mean, even even Olave for my wide receiver four at that point and, and wait on a tight end. I mean, you got Higby in the 11th, which isn't a great pick, but you could have taken any of the guys in between there and been fine. So I don't like that pick, even though I like the player. 
Um, I think there's too many Cowboys receiving options. And I will now turn it over to Mitch. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Austin Eckler getting to 1-5 is great for him. Great start there. Takes CeeDee Lamb afterwards. Pounds wide receiver. I don't like the Terry McLaurin pick personally. Um, You have Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Allen Robinson all sitting there waiting to be picked. Um, Terry, you know, he's a great wide receiver, don't get me wrong, but his upside is just capped with Wentz. It's capped in a division that's going to be run by potentially low-scoring affairs, you know, um, defense-first kind of games. So misses a little bit of upside there. Um, I don't mind where he took Schultz, but agreed with you that having two pass catchers from the same team just limits your upside. Um, Damian Pierce in 7-5, I think. What a pick. Um, that that's a great pick for him right there, especially having Eli Mitchell. Um, but then again, two tight ends, two quarterbacks. I really think it threw everybody off when they just started. I, I don't know who it was first to go with it, but they started to fly off. I think at the turn with Flap Happy and Evan C uh, in the eighth, eighth, ninth round, I think it threw everyone off or something because it is strange to see in a, in a one quarterback, no tight end premium, you know, just regular league uh, for so many teams to have two quarterbacks and two tight ends. Yeah, a bunch of these guys are guys I've played with a lot, and I was surprised by some of those moves, like to have two quarterbacks and have two tight ends. For Gelf, is not average. Like, for him, it's pretty rare. Um, other than those two picks, I like this team a lot. Um, I really like his wide receiver group. Like, Lamb, I'm big on Lamb. AJ Brown's great, especially as your number two. Like that's awesome. McLaurin as your three is great. He's got a nice safe floor. Um, the upside might not be there, but he's going to safely get you those ten to thirteen points a week uh, every week. Um, Kirk, the number one receiver on that team as well. He's got a lot of number one receivers from teams, which is what you want. Um, yeah, could have went somewhere else with his tight end. Could have waited if. Because he might have been wanting Waller to fall around. Um, could have just went somewhere else, like you said, just so you didn't have three Cowboys on your starting roster every week. Um, that makes it difficult. But uh, And then 11, 11th and 12th rounders, I'm not sure what he was doing, but uh, could have grabbed Dotson instead. Could have ju- grabbed Jacoby Myers instead. Um, could have grabbed Jacoby Myers. You love him, buddy. Wide receiver 30 last year, and he's going in like the 60s. Hard to argue with that. Um, yeah, and he could have got like, could have waited and even got Albert O late and not have to take Schultz or Higby. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I like, I really like his wide receivers. I like his running back room. Uh, minus points for Dak and Tua, and minus points for two tight ends as well. Yeah, so I don't like the Dak and Tua, one or the other. I'm fine with either, but pick one or the other. Um, the Schultz pick, I just think it was too early because you were able – and I like the fact that you were able to get Lamb. Um, I agree with Mitch on – I wouldn't have taken Terry McLaurin there. I would have taken the upside with one of the Denver guys or even with Godwin being my, my wide receiver three, even if he misses a couple of games. Allen Robinson, I think there's more upside in a better floor with all four of those guys than McLaurin um, because you have the additional upside from them. I mean, Terry McLaurin is going to catch passes from Carson Wentz. It's Bingo. not sexy. 
it's ugly. In Washington, I don't expect to be a very good offense, so Terry will still be good for fantasy, but I don't expect a lot of touchdowns. Do you think they're so, just waiting and hoping for uh, Carson to eventually break an ankle or something? Dude, I, I'm hoping week one he trips in the tunnel <laughs> and, and fucking breaks his jaw or something like that and Sam Howell comes out. He's gonna, I, I'm literally hoping for that to happen. Like sprain his thumb joint and something silly. It, it, it's, it's tough for me to say, being from very close to where he's from in North Dakota, but I, I like the guy. I, I'm happy he's been able to make it in the NFL, but dude, you, you're done. You're not good at football anymore. Um, just you're, you're a career backup. Take the money. Just sit back and smile. You get you get a nice smile, that big head, and, and take that fucking backup money, dude. You, your yeah. brittle bones are not going to make it. Um, I, I like McClure, I like McLaurin as a talent. I just with, with the offense and where they're at with the team, um, I think there's a better upside play there especially where there's a few guys I really like better going after him. I, I can't totally fault the wide receiver picks. Like, Kirk is your fourth. I have some concerns there, but as, as your fourth wide receiver, I'm all right with it because most likely you're going to start Mitchell, Eckler, and Pierce week one. Um, obviously, you're putting Schultz in. Like I said, I don't hate Schultz at all. I, I think he's a great tight end. I think he's a great option. And you're starting Dak, but if if the Dallas Steve, or like if the Dallas offense doesn't get going that game, you've got two guys that are uh, receiving options that are just out plus Dak. So it's tough. Um, I don't like the Madison pick at all. Like I'm usually a, a guy where I want to grab a, a you know a, an extra running back that has some upside. If Cook gets hurt, sure, Madison's a guy. I'm not so sure anymore. But I'm not so sure either. And that's where I don't like the Madison pick this year. Like, Pollard, I'm fine with. I know he's the guy. Correct. Behind Zeke. Um, Madison, they, they drafted Kenny Wongwu last year, and they drafted another guy this year. The new that, staff drafted Tyson Chandler. Right. And they're both. Chandler's kind of the same guy as Madison, so for sure. And they've been shopping Madison around. I, I know that it's kind of been on the down low, but they have been shopping him around. So I kind of think that pick I would have rather taken, you know, a, a different a different guy there, even if it's Gainwell, even if it's you know Algier, even if I reach a little for uh, Jamal Williams, but. I think if I don't take Dalton Schultz in the sixth, I don't have to take Madison for that extra running back there because I can take Stevenson, I can take Chase Edmonds, I can take Pierce, even I, even Rashad Penny or Miles Sanders. So, right, I agree. Um, I have much better options later because I made better decisions earlier. Overall, I don't hate the team. Uh, two quarterbacks, two tight ends. I, I'm not a fan of. The flyer on Landry late, the flyer on Mostert late, sure, no, no problem. I'm going to give him, like, I think the wide receivers, I think they're about the same as Chico's. Overall, it's, it's tough. Like, they're, they're very close to me. I'm going to give him the edge. I am going to give him the edge over Chico's. I'm going to give him the 6.2. 
but it's very close. Um, so I give him a 6.2. Ben, what do you have? Uh, like I said, the two most important position groups in fantasy football, I think, are obviously your running backs and your wide receivers. And I think he basically nailed his top three at both of them. Um, loses a little bit for Dak and, and taking the second quarterback with Tua. Just taking one and having a little more depth at one of the other positions would bump this rating up, but I have him down as a 7.5. I really like the wide receiver position a lot on that team. Yeah, you know what? I do like the team as well, but I can't really go up that high. Um, I went 6.2 for Chicho. I went 6.1 for Marzi. I got to just stick with a 6.3 here. And the more I looked at the team, the more I went down in my rating, to be honest with you. Um, Too reliant on Dallas. And I like all the players for the most part, but I I think that he's limiting his upside by going with a lot of Dallas players and then... Even the running back room, you know, there's there's potential volume there, but Eli Mitchell could be in a committee. Damian Pierce could be in a committee. Um, we've kind of talked about Madison. So I'll keep it at a 6.3. Gilf's got better in him. <laughs> I've seen championship get caliber from him before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the thing. A couple of injuries, um, a, a trade here or there, and, and all these teams – change the ratings go up and uh you know I, there's been a kind on occasion where i've been wrong about a team i'm not gonna uh i'm not gonna lie so i i, I don't think i am so far but you never know <laughs> real quick uh last thing on gilf that i just wanted to mention um was that his bench actually saves a lot of it for me was the moster pick at the end that could be a really great pick and landry as well uh, I think could be a good pick. The Landry pick, I think, is a great pick. Yeah. Late. Uh, Mostert, well, I think he could be relevant week, you know, a week here, week there. His health concerns me more than what I think his actual contribution is going to be. I mean, he's he, he's a guy they want to have because of his speed and, and the type of offense that they're trying to build. If he can stay healthy in the 15th round, that's a huge pick yeah. because I do think that Mostert and Edmonds are the one, two who's one, who's two. I don't know, but I think both of them in that offense are extremely relevant to what Mike McDaniel is trying to do. And he wants speed. They grabbed Tyreek. They got Waddle. Um, they kept Mostert. You know, that's, that's the type of offense that they're trying to build. So if he's healthy, that's a steal there. And, uh, it's one of those picks that could pay off. It could be his RB three, you know, t- potentially could be his RB two in in the fifteenth round, right? Yeah. So yeah, I moved my ranking up to six point five. I, I talked myself into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to change mine because he's still uh, he's still third for so far. But um, it, it definitely, I, I like the pick. I like the dart throw. I like the bench. Um, I do. Yeah. So we'll move on to uh, Alex. And SN in the 1.6 spot takes Derrick Henry second round. He takes uh, Aaron Jones at the two seven takes the veteran in Keenan Allen in the third Deontay Johnson in the fourth grabs Darren Waller in the fifth Adam Thielen in the sixth grabs uh, Jalen Hurts in the seventh Damian Harris in the eighth DeAndre Hopkins in the ninth Naheem Hines in the 10th 
Barkins Valdez Scantling in the 11th, J.D. McKissick in the 12th, Jameson Williams in the 13th, Gusecki in the 14th, and Trevor Lawrence in the 15th. So, Ben, what do you think of this team? Uh, I'll get to the Gusecki and Lawrence picks for my own personal thing after you. Okay. Um, Derek Henry at the 1 6. Nothing wrong with that. Um, hard to miss on King Henry. Uh, love the Aaron Jones pick at 2 7. I think that's a great value. Um, if Kamara and Barkley had both gone where I took Kamara, Jones was the guy I was looking at. Um, Keenan Allen as your wide receiver one is a little concerning with injury issues with Keenan Allen. Like he's always seems to be banged up, but he always plays. Uh, Deontay Johnson at the four spot. Uh, just what is that team going to be? Um, could be a really good pick with lots of upside. Could be absolute waste of a pick. Waller too early. Um, could have waited probably another round and got him and grabbed like well with the risky picks like with Keenan Allen and Deontay Johnson he could have grabbed uh, like Allen Robinson instead he could have grabbed Bateman instead um, to shore up that wide receiver group instead of taking Thielen the next round which I love Adam Thielen I think that's a great pick there guy scores touchdowns like crazy big on the Jalen hits a Hurts pick in the seventh um, I was looking at him to come back around to me in the eighth. Would have been awesome, but uh, got a little mini snipe on that one. Um, Damon Harris in the eighth is great. With uh, like Stevens went two, Stevenson went two rounds earlier. I think you're going to see a pretty even split between those two guys. So you got a similar points for two rounds later. Um, the hot pick is going to pay off later. Um, but he sacrifices some depth with doing that. And then Hines, I don't understand that pick. Um, I don't know why he's really being drafted that high. Uh, he'd be more of a guy I'd be looking at, like that one of my last two picks to try to grab a guy like Hines just for the PPR upside. Um, MVS in the 11th is good. McKissick, especially now with the Brian Robinson news in the 12th, good value there. Um, Jameson Williams, he threw on. IR, I believe, so good move there to grab him late. I was looking to do the same thing. Um, grab a rookie with big upside that could be a nice late-season addition to your team. Um, overall, I like the way the roster's built. Like It's got coverage basically everywhere, but there's just a couple picks that I would have tweaked, but uh, overall, I like the team. It doesn't scream champion, like overwhelming amazing champion or anything like that but uh, you could do a lot worse mitch i agree with a lot of ben's points actually um i think aaron jones is a stellar value there for sure um potentially you know could have gone four four or five picks before that um keenan allen i got trust in i mean every player can get injured um but he just turned 30 he is a top receiver on one of the highest most uh, highest scoring offenses in the league. The Deontay Johnson pick is absolutely a rough pick there. <laughs> um, you know, when you you have a wide receiver in a wide receiver room that's pretty deep, and then you have quarterbacks that you don't even know who's the starting quarterback at the time of the draft. Mitch Trubisky was announced in week two, so we knew. We knew at the time of the draft? Yep. Uh, so, I don't know. It doesn't even give me more confidence either way. <laughs> but that is fair I'll, enough. I'll um, remind you that Allen Robinson was a wide receiver one 
with Mitch Trubisky. And and that year, uh, Trubisky went to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, and it was on the the, the Dirty Bears. So I. So Allen Robinson was the wide receiver seven and the wide receiver nine, two years with Trubisky. Just gonna throw that out there. Who who named the wide receiver two on that team at the time? <laughs> named the wide receiver two on on Pittsburgh. Well, I mean, you have Pickens and Claypool though uh, that are going to be are, there. Are they Najee. really that good? Well, either way, they're going to get targets. Is I guess my point, right? Even Najee's going to take him out of the backfield for sure. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, fair enough though, right? Definitely could have the upside. Just other wide receivers there that I'd probably prefer. Um, I like the Adam Thielen pick too and the Hertz pick. Um, yeah, nothing really too much to say other than Mike Kosicki was a brutal pick at the end. Um, Trevor Lawrence, though, with Jalen Hurts, I don't think is the worst thing you could have done there with your very last pick. Um, Jalen Hurts, you know, having the rushing attempts and running the ball, all it takes is kind of one play with guys like that to twist their ankle or something to happen to them. They get banged up and then even just not injured for the season or something, but maybe miss one start. Uh, at least you know that you have a quarterback that you picked that you trust sitting there waiting if something like that does happen. Or he gets benched because he sucks. Uh, I was a pretty big Jalen Hurts fan coming out of college, so I'm not going to rip him down now. But his uh, he's got a lot of question question marks for me for sure. I agree. Yeah, I'm I'm so anti. I'm fine with Hurts for redraft this year, but there's always the chance that they did not fix the accuracy issues. If they Correct. start losing games, Hurts is on the bench. Yeah, they don't have the draft capital. So yeah, exactly. Um, and where he, you know, where he's always had accuracy issues, he's he's always a concern for me. Um, you can't argue with what he did in fantasy, but there's there's always that concern. So I don't I don't mind taking a quarterback in the you know in your last pick, but you took fucking Trevor Lawrence over Matt Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe. maybe I no, I, I haven't missed anything on Lawrence. I, I was gonna say maybe I missed something on Lawrence. I haven't. I, I'm even down on Ryan this year. I would have taken him over Lawrence. So there was a few other guys that were left at the end of the at the end of the draft. You can drop Lawrence and, and pick up any of them. It doesn't matter. But I don't I don't really fault that pick. I don't fault the Gasecki pick. I would have taken Fant myself, but if you believe in Gasecki, sure. Um I, I don't think that they're just going to use him as a blocking tight end. I think that's a fucking smokescreen. And with Waller's health concerns and stuff like that, this is a team where you want to take a guy later just in case. Um, he also has Waller with a, buy six, a week six bye, so that's a concern that you know you need to address early. Personally, the first four picks are solid. I, I like all four of them. I would have taken Brandon Cooks over Darren Waller. And taking Schultz uh, when he came back. If Schultz didn't make it to me, I would have been looking at, you know, I, I would have waited, taking Hawkinson, Ertz, or Godert where he took Hertz. But I, I don't, I don't hate the Thielen pick at all. Um, all in all, I like the roster. Um, Hines is a great handcuff. He's got some standalone value, depending on the week with, you know, the receiving upside, but. If Taylor gets hurt, Hines is the guy. It's established. He, he's going to move into the role. I like the McKissick pick, even even without the the Robinson injury. Um, 
because McKissick was a guy that was going to Buffalo. Buffalo was, was, was ready for him to sign the deal. And Washington said, you know what? We want you to stay. We're going to pay you the exact same amount of money. We want you to stay here. So he has a role. They want to use him in the offense. So I don't really mind that because he's going to have independent value based on that, regardless of whether it's Robinson or Gibson. Yeah, he showed it last year too. Yeah. So, and the Jamison Williams pick is great. You got a guy that might be available at the end of the year. If not, like, fuck it. It's your 13th round pick. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. You grab a guy on, on waivers as soon as the draft's over. And uh, if Williams doesn't come off of IR, you got that guy. So I, I don't hate that at all. Um, I think pretty balanced all the way around. To me, I think this is the best team I've seen so far. You know, the, the players may not be all the best. I think he's got the best one-two running back duo with Henry and Jones as opposed to McCaffrey and Connor. Um, I think uh, Evan C has a slight edge on the wide receivers. But I like the Hopkins is coming back week six if he's still Hopkins and, and has another year in him. You know, you got you got a very comparable wide receiver core between the two teams. And quarterbacks, I think, are comparable. Tight ends are pretty close. Um, because I do expect a little regression for Waller with the change in offense. So, yeah, overall, I think they're very close between Evan and Alex, but I'm going to give the edge to Alex at this, at a 7.1. Ben? Love Cook. Love Williams. Sorry. Um, 6.8 is where, where I gave him uh, my ranking. Love the running backs. I like the, um, the wide receivers quite a bit. Like, I think he's got depth there. And I like the Williams, uh, James Williams pick. Slick move with uh, the IR spot, uh, grabbing, grabbing somebody else. Um, I like that a lot because he didn't have to take a defense. Um, yeah, good team. Good right. team. Yep. And Mitch? Yeah, I think this is a sleeper team, really. I think this is uh, one of those, what do you call it, uh, you know, the, the Trojan horses, right? Um, you look at this team off first hop and you, and you think, okay, well, you know, got a couple of question marks, wide receiver room, could be iffy, right? Um, Henry and Jones, definitely a couple good running backs, you know, got top, potentially top position guys at with Darren Waller and Jalen Hurts. Um, but then you start to look down and you do see DeAndre, you see MVS there who could explode, JD, uh, McKissick, you got Jamison Williams, who's going to be coming back. And all of a sudden, you know, week eight, nine, ten, this team's looking pretty nasty. Um, so I gave Evan a 7.5 to begin with because I was pretty new at the rankings. If I could go back, I'd probably toss him a seven. Um, and that's what I would give this team as well as a seven. They're both, like well, you the, said, very similar. That's the beauty of this, Mitch, is you can go back. Well, so. Evan, suck it, bud. You get a seven. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that, that, uh, that, that's why I say at the beginning, like usually my first one or two rankings, um, I may have to go back as 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 you get into the other rosters, you kind of look at this and that, and and uh, you may want to change one of the one of the earlier ones because you may have been a little too hard or you may have been a little too soft on them. So right, yeah, you can always go back and change. Well, and I did just that, and uh, 
yeah, I will I will stick with this ranking here of seven. I don't think it's a better team because you 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 run the risk of losing uh, maybe being a sub five hundred team by like week six. Um, then you know you start getting guys back, but you know that whole uh, may end up being a little bit too hard to dig out of that. So good team. Uh, Got to see how your first six weeks go. Yep, that's very fair. So we'll move on to the 1.7 with Vistion. He takes Dalvin Cook at the 1.7. Javante Williams at the 2.6. Kyle Pitts at the 3.7. David Montgomery at the 4.6. Gabe Davis in the 5th. Elijah Moore in the 6th. Michael Thomas in the 7th. James Cook in the 8th. Trey Lance in the 9th. Michael Gallup in the 10th. Johan Dodson in the 11th. Samir White in the 12th. Julio Jones, 13th, the Chargers defense in the 14th, and Matt Ryan in the 15th. Um, again, I will comment on the Ryan pick at the end. Ben, what do you think about this roster? I uh, think it's pretty balanced. I uh, love the Pitts pick in the third. Um, yeah, I think it's a good spot to get him. Uh, usually he was going beginning of the third with with Andrews, but I like, I like Pitts in the middle there. Um, after stacking two running backs, it kind of made him – have have to have a game plan for his wide receivers, but I think he did that pretty well. Um, I like Gabe Davis. I like Elijah Moore. Michael Thomas is a nice upside play. Gallup, if he can come back, and Dotson, those are great wide receivers. Like it's not a top end. Like he doesn't have a he doesn't have a Chase. He doesn't have a Diggs. He doesn't have a Jefferson or a Cup. But with the running backs that he's got, with Cook, Williams, and Monty, um, he was able to spread that wide receivers over a bunch of wide receiver twos with some wide receiver one upside. Um, so I think that's a good play. I like the Zamir White pick a lot because I don't have any faith that Josh Jacobs can hold that role, and I think he's the two. Um, and Julio in the 13th, like... Yeah, except that Zamir White got cut. Did he? Yeah. When did I miss squad. that? He, got, he was one of the uh, final cuts. He's on the practice squad. Damn, okay, there we go. But, I uh, mean, at the wrong. time... When At the time, I liked the pick, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, the Julio pick I like a lot um, in the 13th with the guys on that team and their injury histories. Um, Julio could easily be a nice wide, uh, red zone target for, for Tom Brady, and Tom Brady throwing to anybody is better than a lot of guys. Um, the last two picks are kind of whatever. It's a defense, which he got a really good one, I think, for the sixth or seventh defense taken off the board. Um, you could do a lot worse than the Chargers, and then Dude, the Chargers have such a good schedule. Yeah, um, like that's a great. He's pick. got like the, the third or fourth defense late, so I, I love that pick. They're they're a defense I've been trying to grab too, so that, that's yeah. a solid grab. And then Matt Ryan as insurance to Lance isn't as bad of a look today as it was when we drafted, because um, Lance was. Like there, we weren't sure what's going to happen with Jimmy. I don't think anyone expected a new contract for Jimmy, so backing that up actually doesn't seem too bad. And I, I like Matt Ryan in Indy this year. I believe Brian and I talked about that on one of the previous episodes. Um, yeah, so that's not a terrible play with Trey Lance, but it does give you. I'll give you the knock for two quarterbacks, but uh, yeah, no, not a bad, uh, not a bad roster overall. Um, probably one of my. I'd say top four um, in the league. I, I like this one a lot. So 
this is one of the teams I will not knock because he has two quarterbacks and the simple fact that his quarterback is Trey Lance is the reason why. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know what I mean? He takes Ryan with his last pick. There's a, there's an upside play there. If Lance doesn't work out or if he's not the starter, Jimmy takes a, whatever, you know, you, you're gambling with Lance there. You back it up with Ryan. Perfectly fine with that. If Lance is good, or he's at least serviceable. You drop Ryan. You, you use him for a bye week guy for the tight end, late. And there's there's plenty of options. So this is one of the few instances where I'm not going to take points off because it's a it's a smart backup play. Because of the chance you're taking on Trey Lance. Uh, Mitch. Yeah, a lot of a lot of correct things said <laughs> during that uh, piece right there for sure. Um, this team has upside. Uh, coming out of everywhere. So every position that you look at, it has great floor, great upside. Um, in terms of where the players were taken, I mean, like you were saying, Pitts at the 3-7, that's a good pick. Um, Gabe Davis in the fifth. I mean, you know, the Jets stink, so Elijah Moore afterwards, that stinks. Uh, but at the end of the day, though, you know, this roster really, like I said, has upside kind of coming from everywhere. Uh, the Trey Lance point is a great point as well. Um, keeping Jimmy, they would not spend that money. They would not have that roster spot taken up. They wouldn't do that to the team unless they thought it was best for the team. And that tells me that Lance, he's going to be on potentially a short leash. And like all running quarterbacks, has a little bit higher chance of getting injured. Um, so yeah, taking Matt Ryan at the end there is is definitely not a bad pick. I did a draft last night where I had Stafford and I took Lance uh, just as an upside play. So yeah, I like this team a lot. Um, Dalvin, Javante, Monty, James Cook. Pretty nice uh, four running backs there. Yep. Um, I mean, to your point on Trey Lance, they gave Jimmy G nine million reasons. Yeah, and start you know in player bonuses that tell him that he's probably going to play. Yeah, exactly right. So, um, I honestly I, I could go on for hours with with this. I've been saying it all offseason that Jimmy's not going anywhere, that Lance isn't ready. Um, but I don't mind the gamble in, in redraft. Like I said, he backed it up with another guy I'm down on, but it is what it is. I mean, if Ryan, you know, if Ryan comes out and is even serviceable. He's a wide receiver. I mean, a quarterback 12. Sure. Why not? Cause you, you took the gamble with Lance. I, I don't hate it. I like, I like the roster build that Vistion has. The running backs are, are pretty solid. Um, you can definitely tell he's a Bills fan with the cook pick, the, <laughs> Gabe, the Davis. Gabe Davis pick. Uh, I'm sorry, but Gabe Davis is not your, you know, he's not your wide receiver one. You passed on a couple wide receiver ones. Obviously, the hype is so high on Davis. If you want him, you have to take him there. But you might get lucky. Michael Thomas comes back, and, and he plays this year. He's a, he, he's a wide receiver one, and, and you got him in the seventh round. So I'm I'm fine with that gamble, especially with the running backs that you have with taking Pitts, you know, mid-third, late where he got him. Sure, no problem. He's got plenty of wide receiver depth. All guys that I'm uh, fairly high on. I, I like Elijah Moore. Like I said, with Thomas, um, Gallup comes back. Brian and I kind of predicted a breakout from him last year. We we were let down, but 
he did get hurt, so we'll see now that he legitimately should walk into the number two role, how that works out. Dawson's a nice dart throw. Um, Samir White was, at the time, a, a decent shot. Um, I don't know that I'd drop him, depending on what's on waivers. I might just hold him and see what happens. But I, I like the Julio grab if his hamstring is good. Like you say, with Tom Brady, it could be a uh, could be another wide receiver one. So, um, good good draft in the middle of the uh, of the draft. Um, I don't think he's better than Alex and Evan, but I do think he's the third best team. I'm gonna go for him with a six point eight. Ben, yeah, I got him in there at a uh, seven point two five. Just with that running back core. Um, to spread out wide receivers and then uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, the quarterback situation will work itself out. But yeah, I, I like the team. Um, I got it in my top top four, I think, at the moment at a 7.25. All right. And Mitch? I'm right there with you with a 6.8. Um, 2.2 less than Evan C and Alexander SN. Um, the wide receiver room is not close in my opinion to the other two even though the running backs and pits and lance i like a lot um i did a lot of searching also i'm not too sure about zamir white um the raiders website i think has him listed on the roster um but either way i actually like his wide receivers that he took later uh Mm -hmm. almost as much as i like the ones he took early like elijah moore and michael gallup that's one two three four rounds difference um you know, I like Michael Gallup a lot this year. Yeah, uh, if he comes back um, healthy, I, I I really do as well. Um, I'm pretty certain with Samir White that he was cut. I, t- I took him they, last night. That's why I looked. <laughs> maybe they reactivate him. Either way, though, uh, 6.8 yeah. overall, great team. Uh, definitely. I think a team like this is almost just like one, one trade or, you know, Jahan Dotson going off and, uh, it could be a lot better. One other thing I wanted to point out quickly too, is that I feel like this team, the the one thing holding it back, even though it's got a lot of upside players, it's got a lot of teams that aren't going to score a lot of points, right? Atlanta with Kyle Pitts, David Montgomery on Chicago, the Jets with Elijah Moore, um, and even Jahan Dotson with Washington. So that was a drawback for me. While those teams don't score a ton of points, they do get the ball, and all those guys are high, high at like athletic scores. Agree, the volume guys. They're all going to get their touches. Um, Pitts, yeah, the, like the Falcons won't win or score a lot, but he's the guy. Um, Monty's going to get the work, and Elijah Moore, like he's still the wide receiver one on that team. Um, until Garrett Wilson shows otherwise, but uh, might be week one. It could be, but he's gonna have a role. Like he's he's a good slot guy as well. So if Garrett Wilson wants to line up outside, they can put Elijah Moore all over the field. He's pretty versatile. Um, yeah, I like him a lot, even if they don't score a lot of points. So I just I just am looking at a Raiders thing, and and they did keep Samir White. So I apologize Yay. for misinformation. As a as a mere white uh, fan, I am very happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, you had me worried. I was like, "What did I miss?" No, no. I believe me. I, I like the talent as well, and I I know I read something. It was probably on NFL.com, which is you know NFL.com. 
uh, that said he was on the cut list. So wanted to get it right for the listeners, you know. Yep. No, no. Believe me, I I completely agree because he he's a guy that I think, especially for Dynasty, is uh, somebody you want to kind of look at for next year. I don't think he's got much for this year, but I do think he's got something for next year. So. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the eighth pick and Bill Blazina. He takes Travis Kelsey at 1.8. I can see this is going to go downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> so Bill was supposed to be on the podcast with us tonight, which is uh, to Mitch's benefit and, and Bill's loss. But uh, So at, in the second round, he takes Nick Chubb, Patrick Mahomes in the third, Camp Akers in the fourth. D.K. Metcalf in the fifth, Amari Cooper in the sixth, Rashad Penny in the seventh, Alan Lazard in the eighth, uh, Traylon Burks in the ninth, Kadarius Tony in the tenth, Kirk Cousins in the eleventh, Mac, uh, Marlon Mack in the twelfth, Al Lowe in the thirteenth, Tampa's defense in the fourteenth, and Trey Sermon in the fifteenth. So, uh, even pick. Um, What does this mean for Marlon Mack? (laughs) (laughs) It means he's cut. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, what do you think of this team? I mean, uh, when you start off with Kelsey, you got to have a plan, I think. You know, you're not going to know exactly who you're going to get, but you definitely have to – you're going to have to really be strict with your picks going forward. Yeah. tried to stack Mahomes with Kelsey in the third round, so trying to squeeze as much juice out of that kind of first tight end that he could. Um, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, going to be top at his position as well, top three, four, five, whatever it may be. First quarterback off the board, Patrick Mahomes. But that's it, exactly what I was going to say, is that you don't know if he's three, four, five, one, two, what he is. So um, to take him there, it kind of kick-started everything a little bit, and then you saw a few quarterbacks go afterwards. I will give him credit, though, from 4 to 10, it's nothing but wide receivers and running backs. Then 11, you take Kirk Cousins, and 13, you take Albert O. Why? You start off the round with, or uh, your draft with Travis Kelsey, you take Patrick Mahomes in the third. The idea is, by taking those two studs, is that you shouldn't have to draft another quarterback or tight end. Am I right? The quarterback with Cousins, I, I completely agree. Um Al O, depending on, like, I, I see a couple guys I would have taken, but I don't completely hate it because there's a potentially upside guy. Um, but, yeah, usually I would not take another. If I have Kelsey, I'm not I'm not taking another tight end. Yeah, I don't. I'll pick a guy up off waivers. Like, I just don't think the rosters are deep enough to justify it. No. If I have Kittle or Waller, sure, because of the injury concerns, but. Kelsey's been a staple. Andrews is a staple. Pitts is a staple. I'm not. I'm not taking a second guy. Right, and then yeah, the the back end of the draft there. Um, you know, after the middle round run that I do like with guys like, um, you know, Penny could see a lot of volume in the seventh round. Alan Lazard could be potentially a steal in the eighth. Um, I like Traylon Burks actually in the ninth. Uh, you know, you've got other guys there that you could take. Um, might be a little bit, you know, higher. Uh, potent offense, but n- not bad picks there. And Kadarius Tony next, but then yeah, I mean you're basically 
in my opinion, throwing away the last five picks of the draft with Cousins, Marlon Mack, Albert O, your defense, and Trey Sermon. For me, after Burks, Tony's the one guy I want. Wilson is second, and Burks probably would be third. I have no interest in Lockett. Um, I do have interest in Daryl Henderson, who went afterwards, um, possibly Brian Robinson, where he's kind of light on running back. I, I probably would have rather had even Michael Carter instead of Traylon Burks. Um, I'm not as high on him as most people are because I've seen him play. And I don't have a whole lot of faith in Tennessee's offense this year. Robert Woods is the, is the one. Burks, I think, in a year, is probably going to be pretty good. And maybe later this year, sure. Um, but I, I really don't like Tennessee's offense this year. I think they're going to take a step back, losing A.J. Brown. But, I mean, it's a dart throw. You're in the ninth round. He's already got a couple decent receivers. Uh, I'm not real high on Cooper this year. With leaving Dallas, going to Cleveland. Um, not that I terribly hate uh, Jacoby Brissett, but it's more that I don't trust Cooper outside of Dallas because he's, other than the one year in Oakland when they were there, he hasn't done shit until he went to Dallas. So Cooper's a big concern for me in Cleveland. And Cleveland wide receivers haven't really been that great. So they're a run-first offense. So as my two, it scares me. DK Metcalf, I still think, is, is extremely underrated this year with Geno Smith. Metcalf's still a supreme talent. He's still going to get work. Um, so I think he's fine. I don't I don't like the Acres pick at all. I would have rather gone. If you're going to go Kelsey, the, the right pick there was, was another running back, whether it be Chubb, whether it be Williams, whether it be Jones. Uh, take your pick. I'm fine with Chubb. Take Mahomes. You want the stack? Sure. No problem. Now you got to start building wide receivers. You need, you need two or three, and then you, you got to load up on – Running backs. There was plenty of running backs that he could have grabbed in, in the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh rounds that uh, he, he would have been fine with. I, I don't trust Acres. It's going to be a timeshare, anyways. Yeah. Because that's just what that offense is. So, you, you know, you, you could have taken if if you wanted to take a running back. I think you could have taken Dobbins, Jacobs. Although I wouldn't have taken Dobbins, probably uh, probably Jacobs, maybe Mitchell, but I really think I would have waited because if I take a wide receiver there, in Deontay Johnson, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Judy, Robinson, um, I probably wouldn't have taken Godwin because of I don't know if he's going to start Week One, but then I follow that up with Metcalf, and, and then you know that leaves another running back there, there's a good chance that Hunt falls to him where he gets Cooper. If he doesn't, no big deal. Uh, you know, you take Chase Edmonds there. Or you take uh, Adam Thielen for your third wide receiver. And then you can still get Penny. And then you can add another running back like Damian Harris or somebody in the eighth round. And you have a much better team instead of guys with, like, no ceiling. The only ceiling I see is Lazard has a ceiling, but I don't believe in him. 
Um, Tony has a good ceiling, and I like Tony in the tenth. But there's a lot of there's a lot of questionable questionable picks here that I think there were better options. That uh, I don't know if he just kind of got confused after Dick Mahomes. <laughs> He's uh, generally know, a confused person. Um, I mean, it's it's tough. It really is when you take when you when you go tight end and quarterback in the first five rounds. It really cripples your team. This is a prime example because while he got two running backs and two wide receivers, he didn't get he didn't get good running backs and wide receivers. Like Chubb's fine, but and I think Metcalf's fine to a point, but. Like I really think there were better options all the way around. So it, it, it's just questionable for me. Um, I don't know. You guys have anything else on Bills? Oh, I just I think he fucked it up at the top, and then I think he fucked it up again at the bottom with the Cousins and the Albert O picks. Like I don't understand that. Um, Mahomes has the first quarterback off the board. He could have waited another round and did that. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a long turn. He could have done some. He could have grabbed Pittman. He could have grabbed DJ Moore. He could have grabbed some of those guys instead. Um, Chubb's fine, Pittman, but Pittman or Moore there, I, I'm ecstatic yeah, with this team. That's and, fine. And take Mahomes instead of Acres. Ecstatic. Well, and, then, and then you take Aaron Jones instead of Chubb. Like that team could be really good. I don't know. Acres, even, I don't. With, I don't love, like, but Chubb's even fine. With Chubb, I'm fine. Yeah. Just the PPR upside of Jones is better. I find than Chubb. Chubb's what he is and. You know what you're mm-hmm. going to get, but Aaron Jones is going to get. I think like, he's got a thousand, a thousand possible this year with the lack does, of wide receiver. I, like I think game. the first twelve weeks they lean on Chubb a lot. Oh yeah, they're going to have to. You know, I mean, Brissett's serviceable, but I think they lean on Chubb a lot, and so I, I'm okay with that. Of the three running backs that went after Chubb, Williams, Jones, I'm fine with any of them. Whichever one is your personal preference, I'm fine with. But yeah, I think Mahomes could have gone definitely gone around later. I don't. I really don't see him. I know you're not taking him in either of your picks. No. And you know, I think I think SpongeBob and Mitch probably reacted to Mahomes going and saying, "Well, fuck, I need to get my quarterback because I want one of the top three. Right. So if Mahomes doesn't go there, I think at the turn, Mitch probably takes one of those three. Anyways, I can confirm I was going to take one of those three anyways, for sure. Yeah, which I don't blame you at at that point. But, you know, SpongeBob probably still takes Josh Allen, but I don't think you or North Beach Avery Ben takes Mahomes. So I think he makes it back. So, I mean, obviously it's a gamble, but uh, I think it I think in this case it would have paid off. I think it was kind of a panic pick. I want Mahomes with Kelsey. So he took him. But and that's fine. No problem. But when you do that, you, you change the course of how your draft is going. And you really have to you have to be very selective with the next few picks because it, it very limits the, uh, the talent available to you in the top tiers. So what do you – Mitch, what do you have for Bill's team? Yep. Unfortunately, uh, Bill is going to take uh, – take the cake on the stinker on this one. He's getting a 5.4 from me. I compared him to Flap Happy's team with a 5.5. And I honestly just like Flap Happy's team better. You got Lamar versus uh, Mahomes for running backs with Flap Happy. You got JT, Dobbins, and Josh Jacobs. 
And then on Bill's team, you got Nick Chubb, Cam Akers, and Rashad Penny. The tight end difference of uh, Zach Ertz versus Travis Kelsey, big. Um, but you can't deny the different positional players and the value uh, that they bring compared to guys like you were saying that don't have the ceiling, right? Guys like Amari Cooper, um, you know, DK Metcalf, Rashad Penny, they just don't have the ceiling. And then add on something else that Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper are both Browns and Rashad Penny and DK Metcalf are both uh, Seahawks. And then you got Mahomes and Kelsey. So just kind of seems like a mess a little bit. So 5.4. All right, Ben. I want to give him the ironic tongue-in-cheek 6.9, but I'm going to give him a 5.9. Not liking the team. Bill doesn't even get to 69 here. That stinks. Yeah. So this this reminds me of the uh, the clip from Liar Liar where where, uh, they make Jim Carrey roast everybody. He's like, it's a flaming pile of cow dung. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um. Yeah, I I want to I want to like it. I really I really want to like it because I, I like the Mahomes, Kelsey stack. I like the, I like the Chubb. I don't hate most of the players that he's got on his team. I really like Tony. Just decisions that were made were questionable. Were made, yeah, like I mean, yeah. I mean, you have two good, you have two players from Cleveland. Two. Cleveland doesn't even have good players. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm I keep trying to talk myself into giving him a, a better score than than I can. He gets a 5.1. Oof. 5.1. I'm not going sub 5. So <laughs> so you're all right with that, Bill. I've only given one sub 5 score in, in 2 years of judgments, but you're getting dangerously close. So that'll move us on to uh, Rockstar's team in the nine spot. He takes Jamar Chase at the one nine, Alvin Kamara at the two four, Michael Pittman at the three nine, Waddle at the four four, follows that up with Gibson, um, Kareem Hunt in, in the sixth, TJ Hawkinson in the seventh, Claypool in the eighth, Michael Carter in the ninth. James Robinson in the 10th, Derek Carr in the 11th, Jacoby Myers in the 12th, Christian Watson in the 13th, Saints defense in the 14th, and Mr. Irrelevant in the 15th. I, I had to take <laughs> Robbie, a pan- I had to Robbie take a Panther. Anderson. I know, but you didn't even pick the right one. Well, the other one got taken right before me, yeah. so I would have had him. Who? North Beach stole him. Who? Oh, DJ Moore before Waddle. I would have had him there, and then I would have had to take a path there at the end. But yeah, but I figured at least at least in the fifteenth round, dude, take Shy Smith. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> I got a lot of shy. Uh, I got a lot of shy shares, so I figured I'd switch it up. Oh man. So Jamar Chase, I, I love it. The one nine, um, Kamar, I'm fine with. I, I like the late value on him. I've been taking him as much as I can in the late part of the uh, first or early second. Pittman's a great pick there. Obviously, you would have liked to have to do more. I don't fault you at all for taking Pittman over more and hoping he comes back. I think that was a good gamble. I like the Waddle pick because I think he basically is what he was last year. The Gibson pick at the time, what the fuck were you thinking? At the uh, time, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I mean, it, it worked out. Like, you, you fell in a pile of shit, you're going to come out smelling like a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> but what the fuck? I had like, three three picks in this draft that I didn't love. That was one of them. The Hawkinson pick was one of them. And the Derek Carr pick. But I, I like yeah. the Carr pick. I'm fine yeah. with that. Um, but, like, if you, if you don't take Gibson there, if you take Cooks, you take St. Brown, you take Mooney, even even if you take Juju, your wide receiver core is the number one group in the league, hands down. And, uh, and then you yeah. still are able to follow it up with Hunt. Yeah. You know, so you got Hunt and, and Kamara. You grab Carter later. But there's a few guys, you know, if, if you're able to do that, there's a few other guys that you can take to, to reinforce that wide receiver core. Now you have Chase, Pittman, and Waddle. That's still pretty good. But that's the end of your wide receivers. Like, I dismiss Claypool completely. I don't think he's much of anything besides a couple of weeks here or there. He might get, you know, a, a decent, like a 50-yard or 40-yard and a touchdown or something like that. He, he's not the type of receiver that's going to benefit from Trubisky or Pickett because they, they don't have enough time to throw. So I'm not a big fan there. I like where you grab Carter and I like the Robinson picks to, to reinforce your uh, running backs. Carr, I'm, I'm great with because I think he's very, extremely underrated. Uh, Myers in the 12th, sure, that, that's a decent wide receiver four pick. Um, Watson, I think, is a wasted pick as much as I like the guy. And Anderson's 100% a wasted pick. But he's a guy you can drop and pick up anybody relevant. Watson's worth a gamble. I'd, I'd hold on to him. But, I, I, you know, we all know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do with rookies. It is what it is. So I think the major hang-up for me is Claypool and Gibson. Obviously, Gibson worked out, but I, I would really like your roster better. Otherwise, instead of Claypool, I take easily, hands down, I don't even think about it, I take DeAndre Hopkins. If I'm, if I'm not sure about him and I'm thinking he's falling off the age cliff, I take Robert Woods. Yeah, so I was waiting – on Hopkins, I wanted another round, and he would have went in the Michael Carter spot, um, and then Carter would have went down into the into the Robin spot, Robinson spot, and I would have been probably not looking at receivers late in the draft. But uh, it's just he he went like th- three picks before me, I think. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I wouldn't have waited. I would just knowing like knowing how your draft had gone to that point. I I, I already know guys are taking guys. Um, especially where you're coming, like the, your best teams so far in this league have been in the middle, and the guys that that take players for upside and and such are Alex and Vistian and a little bit of Gilf and a little bit of Marzi. So you you have to watch those guys. Hopkins isn't getting by him. Woods isn't going to buy him. You know what I mean? So yeah, Claypool to me in the eighth. I'm looking ahead. Is is this guy going to get back? I don't think so. I think Carter does because everybody's low on him. So I, I take one of those three guys instead of Claypool. And if you really, really want a Claypool, he'll make it back. Because um, there's a reason he was there in the eighth. You know what I mean? Like you, you took him in the middle of Renfro, Devontae Smith, Alan Lazard, Kirk, Woods, Hopkins, Burks, Wilson. I would take him ahead of Lockett. Easy, but that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 
Yeah, I wanted Renfro on that pick. Um, oh, absolutely. But I would have yeah. taken Renfro instead of Hawkinson. You yeah. know what I mean? If you want Renfro, you take Renfro. Hawkinson's- we were nearing the cliff of tight ends that I just don't like after that. And yeah. Yeah, but you can, like, you still you have Hawkinson, Ertz, and, and Godot right there. So you could take the wide receiver that you need. There's three guys behind you. If, like, uh, Kittle's already gone, so you know that Mitch is not taking a tight end. So one of those three is getting back to you. So let them make the choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let them yep. let them pick the wrong guy. So, because you could have had Renfro, even, even if you like Devo- uh, Devonta Smith, which I don't fault at all, or you take Drake London there, you can still take the tight end in the eighth and you're in much better shape. But any of those three wide receivers that went after you took Hawkinson are, are, are better than Claypool, hands down. So that, that's that's kind of what I don't like about your team. Uh, Mitch, what do you have to say about Ben's team? Yeah, I think he hit a lot of good points there. Um, zeroing in on Claypool, too, was kind of a, a sore spot for me. I like the follow-up picks with Michael Carter and James Robinson to kind of shore up your running back room, uh, especially because at the time – uh, Gibson didn't seem like anything but a kick returner, right? So um, I didn't actually like your team much when that was the case because I thought your running backs were low. You didn't have kind of a high-end tight end. You didn't have a high-end quarterback. Um, so even though I liked your wide receivers a lot and I love Kamara there, um, I just didn't see it really. Um, but now that Gibson is going to have more of a full-time role, uh, for the beginning at least, I do like it a lot more. Nothing wrong with Derek Carr uh, late there. For me, at least, though, I mean, I have Matthew Stafford ahead of him. You, you look at, uh, you know, the cliff also with Hawkinson. You got Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard there as well. Um, potentially could have waited, but I definitely see what you were saying. I think overall, great team. It's like a lot of drafts. Two little tweaks or three little tweaks, and it could go from from good to great or great to elite, right? Mm-hmm. No, you're you're one trade away. Yeah, you know, from from being a much better team. And I don't hate the team. Uh, I just hate like two picks. The Gibson pick worked out. I, I I'm a fan of Gibson late or later, and, and I think later in this season, regardless of what happened with with Robinson, um, that Gibson was going to be relevant in the playoffs for fantasy. So don't hate the pick. I think it's early and. and he was starting to fall because guys were waiting on Gibson. Robinson was gaining, gaining steam. So I think you could have waited two rounds on Gibson. And if not, you, you didn't lose much, but uh, I don't hate the I don't hate, hate the pick there because it does give you, you know, you, you're drafting a wide receiver three and then you grabbed hunt, which allows you to uh, kind of play that game back and forth. I like the Carter grab later on. Cause I try to get him as well. Um, and I'm sure you were trying to gamble on Henderson coming back. Yeah. Or you like James Robinson, either one, which I'm fine with both. So it's yeah, not no, a bad I, team. I I'd, ha- I'd have J-, J Rob over Henderson. I'm not big on Henderson or Akers this year. Um, so yeah, I, obviously Brian Robinson going right before it kind of sucks for that guy. But uh, James Robinson was who I wanted on that turn. Yeah. Um, so my thing with with like I'm I'm more for Carr over Stafford this year. Car, uh, Stafford still got the elbow injury. I think that's going to linger. 
Um, and Carr has been a top twenty quarterback his entire career. Yeah, no, I like Carr. No, you know he's fine, uh, but he's just I fine. The, no, that's all. Well, I think with the the addition of Adams this year, that he becomes better than fine, and that's I think the biggest thing because there's always been talent there. He's just not had like he had Rugs, and Rugs was pretty good, and then Rugs is gone. He he's never really had that that guy that's been talented the entire season. He had Cooper and then he broke his leg. So that, that limited car season there. Um, and then Cooper was never the same. So And you did see flashes of it when the two of them were together. I think uh, him like a couple other quarterbacks in the league, it's really a gonna be a telling season for him, right? Mm-hmm. No, I do. And I think I think the best thing that could happen to him was uh, Josh McDaniels going there and the type of offense that New England ran because I think that's going to benefit Carr tremendously, especially with some of the players that they have. Uh, and, and they'll be able to showcase some of his skills with those guys a lot more. So uh, I'm intrigued with it. I think Carr can be a top 10 quarterback this year. So I, I like to pick late. Um, I don't fault this. Like, we'll get to the team that took Stafford next. I, I don't hate that pick either because you wait late and take a quarterback and uh, you, you build other talent around it. So all in all, Ben, I like, I do like your team. There's a few things I would have done different, but that's, that's normal for all of us. Um, do I think you have the best team so far is the question. Um, and I think the answer is no, but I think it's very close. I'm going to give you a seven. I'm going to put you right behind Alex, right in the ballpark with Evan and, and, and Vissian. Uh, I think you have a slight edge on those guys because of, you know, the luck you were able to, to have with Gibson. It's better to be lucky than good. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes Some would say, uh, yeah. Mitch, what do you have for him? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I got you at 6.9. Ayo. Um Evan and Alexander SN, they both get sevens. Honestly, we're, we have to rate this based off the draft. And at the time of draft, Gibson was a kick returner. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so six-round six kick returner. A, a right. six-round kick returner, okay? And, and, and honestly, when you look at the other players around there, I mean, your team would be significantly better, if I think, if you had one of those guys. Now it's maybe a little bit of a different story. Um, but, yeah. Not as good as Alexander SN and Evan C, but you get the six point nine. Thank you, boys. Yeah, what do you have for yourself, Ben? I was going to say the same thing: seven, um, like six eight, somewhere between six eight and seven is where, where I would have put it. Put it in; it it affects the average. I always rank my own teams. I'm usually my worst critic, so same. All right, so that'll bring us on to the ten spot with North Beach Avery. He takes Stefan Diggs at the 110, Saquon Barkley at the 2-3, uh, Higgins at the 3, DJ Moore in the 4th, Marquise Brown in the 5th, Juju Smith-Schuster in the 6th, Drake Blunden in the 7th, Devin Singletary in the 8th, Cole Komet in the 9th, Brian Robinson in the 10th, Rashad White in the 11th, Stafford in the 12th. Eno Benjamin in the 13th, the Broncos D in the 14th, and Russell Gage in the 15th. So, Ben, what do you think about North Beach Avery's team? And uh, I didn't ask you this with Bill because I, I'm 
pretty certain he didn't snipe anybody from you looking at his roster, but <laughs> <laughs> shots fired. Um, but on the other side, I, I, I do see a few guys, uh, especially like DJ Moore in the fourth, um, that uh, Avery probably did snipe from you. So what do you think of his team, and uh, how did you have to alter your strategy because of where you drafted behind him or in front of him? Yeah, so Waddle. Moore were the two guys I had on my board at that turn. After I took Pittman, I wanted one of the two. Obviously, I wanted DJ Moore more. Um, so he sniped him. That was a great pick. I gave him shit for it. Um, I was hoping Marquise Brown would would come around on the to the sixth round. Um, that's where I wanted him after I took Gibson. Um, but I'll take Hunt. That's fine. Yeah, I had to be careful, like with a few picks, and make sure because he seemed to have a lot of the same, like his board for where he drafted, other than like the ninth round, tenth and eleventh. I have I would have done the same thing he did. Um, so it was very similar draft strategies, and it felt felt like every time I took somebody, and I wanted to like calculate what was going to come back to me through those six picks, I had to basically eliminate one completely. Because I knew he was going to take one, um, that made the turn a little bit diff- more difficult. Um, I don't like his running backs outside of Saquon Barkley at all. Um, that's the big hindrance on the t- on this team. But he well, has—it's it's, it's clear he went RB zero. Yeah, he has the best wide receiver group I think out of everybody here. Um, commits whatever um, could be good, but he'll probably be stringing the position for the year. And Which, in, in a non-premium, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Really. And then Carr, If Stafford, breaks out, he's got a great pick in, yep. in the ninth round. Yeah. I had my choice between Carr and Stafford, and I leaned the Derek Carr way due to Stafford's elbow um, situation going on. And I think Derek Carr got a big upgrade with Devontae Adams. So I was fine with that, but he still got got, got a stud QB at the in the twelfth round. Like that's awesome. What I would have looked to him to do as well, um, and why I waited on Carr. Uh, yeah, I like the roster a lot. I like Higgins. I like more. I like Marquise Brown. Juju's fine as your wide receiver four five after Diggs. Like in London with the upside pick, like lights out wide receivers. Yeah, I think he does have the best wide receiver core. I, I'm okay with the Saquon pick for the upside. I probably would have taken Kamara, but I don't fault it because if Saquon's healthy, that's a great pick there. Um, Singletary is the starter this year. He obviously went RB zero. He he took high upside and wide receivers, so that's what you're gonna get. You know what I mean? At least he's got a starter for his for his second. He took a chance on Brian Robinson, which I don't fault. Unfortunately, it didn't. You know, circumstances are what they are. Rashad White, I don't agree with that pick. But if something happens to Fournette, he's the number two. So I think maybe, I don't know, because Keyshawn Vaughn is still there. And I think Keyshawn Vaughn actually had a better camp. But it depends on what Tom Brady likes. So we'll see with that pick. But it's an 11th round pick, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Like you said, the 12th round grab for the quarterback is great. You know, Benjamin is absolutely completely 100% irrelevant. As Brian likes to say, his mother wouldn't even draft him. So. 
Uh, <laughs> the only one dropped on Eno Benjamin is Eno Benjamin's mother. Um, I don't even think that's the case. So it is what it is. It's a later round pick. You can drop it because I think Russell Gage is a great grab as well. But I think what this team needs is one more running back, and I think he has the wide receivers that he can trade to do so. Yeah, I was going to say he's been one of the guys I've been looking at as a trade partner. You don't, you don't have anything that's worthwhile for him. No, but that Gibson, now that he has Robinson sitting there, if he can stash Robinson, I might be able to flip flip Gibson and get a lower tier wide receiver as a fifth. But uh, I'm not handcuffing Brian Robinson with, with Gibson. But no, he's been a guy I've been trying to find a, a trade yeah. to work with. So funny enough, actually um, – him and I have had discussions about a trade involving DeAndre Swift that had Brian Robinson coming back to me um, with obviously upgrades elsewhere. And the very night that it was offered, he got shot. (laughs) And so if I would have accepted, it could have been a a pretty big mess for me, I'd say. So what what you're saying is the offer ended up full of holes? Uh, well, you know, I don't know who it would have been worse for, but I, I would have got the short end for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I mean, Ben, please pursue an option because personally, I don't think Brian Robinson and Gibson are, are guys I want to handcuff on the same team. But obviously, he can put Robinson in his IR right. and, and use Gibson. But um, I, I'm really not handcuffing two running backs in a bad offense. Right, so, I agree with that. I think you're stuck with Gibson, but I think there might be other guys that you can move. But I do think that he's somebody that a team that needs a wide receiver that has some good running back depth might be interested in uh, having some talks with to, to upgrade one of his running backs and, and maybe uh, you know take a wide receiver or something like that. So yeah. Mitch, what do you have to say about Avery's team that we haven't covered? Yeah, I think it's kind of already been said exactly right. So uh, top-tier wide receiver uh, grouping there, I love it. Um, The thing that stands out for me is, personally, Saquon's risky and may not have the upside of some of the other guys that went after him, like Kamara, Javante, Aaron Jones. Um, So for me, it really lacks everything else except wide receivers. That's fair. So, Ben, what do you have for a score? It would be higher if he had anything on the running back room other than um, Saquon Barkley, like if he had a, any, a two, a three, anything else. Um, but I gave him a 6.5 just because he got that Stafford pick late. He got the commit pick relatively late. And then the wide receiver group saves the team. Um, yes, yeah, 6.5 is where I had it. Okay. Mitch? Yeah, I got him at 6.4. Um, not, not a huge fan. I love the wide receivers, but could definitely just use a trade, really. I think the, the one pick for me is 8.3, uh, Devin Singletary. If he doesn't take that pick and he takes uh, you know somebody like Russ or, a, let's say, a, a top-end quarterback that could finish high, um, has a, maybe a little bit of a different look and you know maybe find uh, a little bit more value there. See, I think of with Singletary that that's the only thing that gives him some semblance of stability. Like if he takes a quarterback there and he doesn't get Singletary, there's no there's no running back that comes back to him that's startable. 
it's understandable, but Singletary may not be startable either. I mean, they have three there, and James Cook, if he takes over the backfield. James, James Cook is too too small, and he's a receiving running back this year. Singletary has a backfield. Moss has had his chances, several. He's lucky he even made the roster. I agree so. with Moss, but when they're coming out uh, saying 0% chance of trading him, they obviously like him in some capacity. So. He has a role, yeah. but Singletary is, is the lead back this year. Uh, do I think Cook can take the backfield over? Absolutely. But I think he has to put on weight, and he, he's probably one to two years away from doing so. It's fair. So I, I believe Singletary to be the incumbent starter for the year in that offense. They have ways to use the other two guys. Um, but if Singletary's not there, I'm definitely not taking Cook because he's not going to be the starter. I'm definitely not taking Harris because Bill Belichick does not give a fuck about your fantasy team. <laughs> and, and if you take Damian Harris, he'll bench him for 17 weeks. Yeah. You know, so. And after that, Kenneth Walker's got a hernia. Melvin Gordon, we don't have any idea what he's going to do. So your next best choice, which I like, is is Michael Carter. But to me, I think that's a little bit of a reach. But if, if I have to, I'm taking it. But, like, uh I'm okay with taking Singletary there where I probably, instead of taking London where he did, I'd probably take Sanders to give me another another potential running back and then still take Singletary and and take another wide receiver instead of Komet. Yeah, even that. I mean, just to to strengthen it out on a different side because it feels like wide receivers are just so heavy and then there's just nothing to kind of grab at. You need help everywhere else basically, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, because he, he's got, you got to figure London was his what six wide receiver. Yeah, exactly. So you may not even play him. Right. I mean, so it, but he can trade one of those guys, which is fine. Definitely. But it, it's a it's a huge gamble, and it's probably going to pay off for him because I I think he's got wide receivers that he can move for some top tier talent. So I think it'll work out for him. It's just. It's scary at the time, um, but yeah, um, I don't even know if I gave a ranking. So I don't think you said if yours. I didn't. If I didn't, it's a six point seven, and I'll edit it back. But uh, I think we've all done ours, right? Okay. So we'll move on to the eleven spot with SpongeBob. He takes Najee Harris at the one eleven. Follows it up with Devonte Adams in the two two. Josh Allen in the third, Brees Hall in the fourth, Brandon Cooks in the fifth, Amon Ross St. Brown in the sixth, Miles Sanders in the seventh, Devonta Smith in the eighth, Garrett Wilson in the ninth, Sky Moore in the tenth, Tyler Algier in the eleventh, Isaiah Pacheco in the twelfth, the Bills defense in the thirteenth, Ravens in the fourteenth, and Fant in the fifteenth. So we talked a little bit about the. This is the only team that took two defenses. We talked about it quickly uh, before we came on the air. Um, Buffalo does not have a good matchup week one because they play the Rams on Thursday, but the Ravens play the Jets. So I completely understand this pick to be able to stream your defense week one. Um, don't have any fault with that. He takes a de- uh, the tight end last pick, which I- I'm guessing that the guys he was eyeing kept getting taken. So. He kind of took the strategy I do and, and just punt it until, you know, the very end and, and, and just grab whatever because you're going to probably stream the position anyways. So, uh, Mitch, what do you think about SpongeBob's team 
and where he was drafting ahead of you. What did uh, what picks did he snipe you on, and where did you try to take guys that uh, might hurt him? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> battling with SpongeBob was a battle. On the the turns, a hard hard place to be. That's for sure. Um, off the top, Najee Harris was a great pick, but I was pretty happy that Joe Mixon fell to me. Um, I would have taken Najee if he did fall, but I was happy to get Joe right off the top there. Um, Josh Allen, not a big deal either, because I, I was happy to get Herbert. Uh, the Brandon Cooks pick, it definitely hurt me. I was thinking of him over Clyde, and to be honest, if I could do Clyde over, that would be something I wouldn't pick. We'll talk about that one next, though. Um, I like SpongeBob's team a lot. Um, he has two Jets, which I'm not a fan of, but uh, yeah, I think overall he has a pretty solid team. Miles Sanders was a pretty good pick in the seventh round, um, but again, then follows it up with another Philadelphia Eagles pick with Devonte Smith. Um, but overall, good balance, right? Uh, Josh Allen, top quarterback. Najee Harris, top running back. Devonte Adams, top wide receiver. Uh, you got Brandon Cooks, volume guy. Amon Ross, St. Brown in the six. I think that's a value pick. Yeah, I like his team a lot. All right, that's fair. Fair, uh, Ben? No, I like this team um, quite a bit. I like Josh Allen where he got him. As the second quarterback off the board was funny, but um, I liked, really like that pick. Uh, Devontae Adams, Cooks, St. Brown, and Devontae Smith. Like that's a that's a nice wide receiver room, your top four, and then see what happens with the rookies. Um, running backs are good. Najee Harris going to get his volume. Brees Hall is going to have a, his role. Uh, Sanders is a little bit of a question mark, but I think he's still good for fantasy football. And then, his again, once he shored up his running back room with three, he just went with those uh, the rookie flyers, see what happens there. Um, tight end's underwhelming, but that's fine. Uh, I, yeah, I like the team quite a bit, actually. It's really balanced, and you're going to get a lot of help with uh, Josh Allen. Quickly, too, I will credit him for waiting for tight end until the end, um, just because with the way that his team's going, Najee, Devontae, Josh Allen, Brees Hall, Brandon Cooks, Amon Ra, and then you get Miles Sanders, and he must have liked Devontae a lot because he took him right after, you know, back-to-back Eagles. So probably pretty happy with your team around eight. There's a good chance that you could just reach for a quarterback or, uh, sorry, a tight end after that in any of those rounds, but waited right to the end just to grab one. Yeah, but, I mean, the the, uh, the Jets don't have a good tight end, and uh, the Eagles one didn't make it back to him. so. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I I mildly agree with what you guys are saying. Uh, up until – Josh Allen, his picks are pretty good. Um, Brees Hall is going entirely too high. People buy into the rookie hype every year and, and take the rookie running backs too high. Brees Hall looked like trash in preseason. Aside from the fact that he's on a team with a coach that comes from a committee who's used a committee last year, going to use a committee this year, you're taking a committee running back at the 4.2 as your as your second guy. But it's a guy that's unproven, completely 100% unproven. Yes, he had great talent in college. They don't take that away. But he's never played an NFL snap. Um, 
and I don't think that you're going to get the return at 4.2 that Brees Hall needs to give you as your RB2. That being said, I like Cooks. I like St. Brown. I like Devonta Smith. Um, Sanders there is okay. The issue I have with this team is he has five rookies. Five. Um, while rookies are typically a, a decent upside play, I think you have too many. You need all of them to hit in order to get return on this roster. Individually, I like all of them. I like Wilson. I like the, the potential Sky Moore. I really like Algier. I think there's a potential that he could be the lead back in Atlanta. Um, Isaiah Pacheco looked great in, in camp, but that's camp. You're playing against you know third, fourth string defenses for the first couple of weeks, second string, and, and a couple of series against the first string. So you're really not taking full NFL snaps until – you know, this week. Some of those guys struggle. I mean, we, we see it every year. Look at uh, Jalen Rager is a, a perfect example. You know, first round pedigree. He struggled his entire career. So, you know, there's nothing saying Garrett Wilson doesn't do the same. Sky Moore doesn't do the same. I, I don't like putting that much stock in rookies. Uh, one or two. Sure. Take a running back, take a wide receiver. Not five. Um, so I think his starting talent is enough that it may overcome that. Hopefully these guys hit. But realistically to me, he's starting Najee and Miles Sanders, Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks, St. Brown, and Devonta Smith. That That's, to me, my starting roster. I like the, the flyer he took on Fant at the end. Doesn't work out. You drop him week two and pick somebody else up. I don't care. Uh, I think Fantex is going to have a pretty good season. So I think being able to get potentially a top 12 tight end in the 15th round is a steal because he has the talent. He's just going to a different place with bad quarterback play. But let's face it, it's what he, he had, had bad quarterback play with Drew Locke. Exactly. So it's not really a big change because um, Geno's not great, but he uses a tight end. So right. I, I really don't hate that pick. I've been targeting him myself late in drafts um, touched on the defenses. So yeah. Um, ben, anything to add? Uh, no, like I uh, fan of the wide receiver room again, Alan, great pick. I got this one at a, uh, a 6.9. Um, yeah. Not much to add. I, I, I believe Brees Hall does surprise you um, based on what you're, what your take was on him. Um, just because I think there's always a rookie running back that ends up one of the top guys. And he's out of, oh, there the, absolutely out is. of those guys. He's the one that could do it. Like he's going to have the, I don't think he's, he's I don't got think the he's talent, the, the team that can do it. Cause I think they're going to limit him with, with the committee, but there, there is going to be a wide, uh, a rookie running back that that's, you know, that surprises us just like James Robinson a couple of years ago. There's always one. And I think we have four names this year that everybody's looking out for with Pierce, uh, Algier, Hall, and and uh, Walker. But Walker with the hernia, I, I think we've pretty much written him off because I don't we don't know when he's going to play. So I think Hall's in the next guy with the potential. Sure, I I don't disagree. The talent's there, 
but I think he's on a team that limits that talent for for the time being. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but I, I like Brees Hall as my top rookie running back, even in redraft. Um, he's got the talent, and we'll see what the Jets do with it. And uh, what do you have for your – did you say what your score was? Yeah, my score was a 6.9 for him. Okay. Mitch, you did yours? Uh, nope, mine's uh, 6.7. Um, I like the team a lot. I do. Um, but, yeah, a lot of flyers and – just a couple of Eagles, a couple of Jets. So, again, a trade can fix all that. Yeah. So, for me, it's the, the thing that drags uh, Bob's team down is, is the uh, rookies. Yeah, that too. Didn't help. Too many. Um, I'm going to give him a 6.6. I think there's potential with the team. I, I really do. And, like, the dart throws with the rookies, if they pay off, you got a home run. Um, I just don't see it. I, I think there's I think there's too much risk and not enough floor as far as the wide receivers. So we'll move on to the last team, and that's uh, Marvelous 27, our, uh, our guest on the show. Like Mitch. gold dust, you know? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets uh, – Joe Mixon falls him at the 112. Gets – DeAndre Swift at the 2-1, so he takes Mixon Swift at the uh, the turn there. Follows that up with Herbert and Kittle in the 3-4. Um, CEH and Darnell Mooney at the 5-6. Pollard Renfro at the 7-8. Lockett Henderson at the 9-10. KJ Osborne, Josh Palmer at the 11-12. Nico Collins in the 13th. 49ers in the 14th, and Alec Pierce in the 15th. So, uh, Ben, I'll give you first crack at this, and then uh, then I'll dig in. Yeah, to start, you killed it. Like, Joe Mixon's hard to pass up there. That would have been my pick, too. DeAndre Swift, also, you could have went him, could have went Kamara, could have went Barkley. Swift is safe. Um, I like that. Herbert, I'm okay with that pick. But then it kind of falls off the track a bit for me. Um, the Kittle pick, when you went, Running back, running back to start with two studs and then waited to get your – I haven't seen zero wide receiver strategy in a really long time, but you have zero wide receivers. Um, you could have had <laughs> DJ Moore. You could have had Waddle. You could have had Cooks. You could have had McLaurin. You could Stakes have had were made, Johnson. Like the list is big of what you could have done at that fourth pick. And then the fifth pick – you wouldn't have had to, like, with the top two running backs you have, I feel like Clyde was not really a necessary pick when you could have, again, just grabbed another wide receiver. But you, I don't know, you passed and passed and passed to get to Mooney, which I like Mooney, but it's hard to trust Mooney as your wide receiver one. I like Renfro, but you're, again, you're banking on one of those two to emerge as your wide receiver one. Um, I don't like Tyler Lockett there, I like maybe another round or two. Um, but you needed wide receivers. And I think you figured that out by that point. Um, Henderson's a fine pick. KJ and Palmer, I like both of those picks. And, and Nico. I probably should have taken Nico over Christian Watson, but I like where you got him. And then the Niners defense is good. And Alec Pierce is a throwaway pick, but it's the end. You got to see if he can beat Paris Campbell for the two job on that team. Um, All he's got to do is stay healthy. Exactly, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And it could be a, a good pick, but 
I don't like the Clyde pick. You could have went with Hunt in that spot if you'd went with wide receivers earlier. Or you could have went wide receiver at 4-1, 5-12, and then taken Hunt at the 6-1 as your third running back, and that would have been a lot better of a team than what you have right now. But I like your wide receivers, like the top-end wide receivers. I like Herbert. I like Kittle just so early. And then, yeah, your wide receiver room is kind of... You need a lot of hits for it to work. So what I see with this, Mixon Swift, they're, they're great picks, not worth talking about. Herbert's fine. Um, I'll even give you Kittle in the fourth. I think it's a fucked up pick, but because <laughs> um, you could have made this work. You really could have made this work. Oh, yeah. So even if even as much as I'm down on CEH taking a, a, the RB3, you know, in, in the fifth round because, oh, he's a Kansas City running back. He's got upside. He doesn't. But, sure, go for that. So you take your third running back, no problem. Then you follow it up with Mooney. Okay, I'm all right with that. Why the fuck did you take Pollard? <laughs> you don't need running backs there. You take you take Renfro and Devonta Smith there. You got Mooney, Renfro, Smith. That's a way better look right now than what you have. I'm fine with Henderson when you took him there. Time with the fine with the dart throws on Osborne. Lockett's a fucking bum. <laughs> the guy, the, the guy is junk. He was junk with fucking Russell Wilson last year. He's gonna be even worse with Geno. Finishes fifteen. Worse than Geno. Ah, finishes sixteen. Worse. <laughs> I, I don't think he finishes inside the, I, I think he's a mid range wide receiver three. I much rather take Kadarius Tony instead of Lockett. Uh, and then you take Henderson as well. You have a great wide receiver core. You ha- you have solid running backs. And then your dart throws at the end. I- I'm fine with all of those. So the the two picks that I think that you really messed up on are Pollard and Lockett. Out of everything else, I think you make those two picks differently, and your roster is salvageable. Yeah. Like right now, you're starting. Listen to your starting lineup: Mixon, Swift. Herbert Kittle, Mooney, Renfro, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and you got to pick between Tony Pollard or Tyler Lockett. I picked Tony Pollard. <laughs> and that's the wrong pick. Tony Pollard for 10, Bob. <laughs> that's the wrong pick. But that's that's the problem that you have right now. You, you have to pick between three bad players. I mean, Henderson's in there too, and I like Henderson. Um, but you're picking between committees. And one upside receiver that may or may not ever hit this season as your, you know, as your last flex guy. So that that's where I see where you really went wrong with this with this draft is those two picks. I, I think if you make a different pick with Pollard, take a wide receiver, any of the any of the wide receivers that went after. I don't even care who it is. Um, as much as I don't like Claypool, as much as I'm kind of down on Lazard. Take Christian Kirk, take take Robert Woods, take Hopkins. Any of those guys over, over Pollard and or Lockett, you're fine. Like I, I really like Tony. I think the upside's there because I do think he's the wide receiver one on the Giants that you could have gotten the tenth round or the ninth round. So you you what you need right now is you need Nico Collins to hit 
early on and be a solid wide receiver two for KJ Osborne to take over for Thielen as the wide receiver two in that offense. If those two things don't happen in the first three weeks, you're in trouble. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of the points for sure. I think, uh, you know, on this side of it, once, uh, once I just decided to bite the bullet and take Kittle, I think that is really personally when it went off. Looking back at it, I was in about <laughs> when I took Renfro. That was kind of the point where uh, I realized, okay, I need to do a little bit of damage control here. So I had already taken Tony Pollard where I was saying, you know, okay, now I've got to kind of try and fix this a little bit. And that's the reason I actually went with Lockett. I'm like, I need somebody with a floor at least to get me 10 points a week, you know? Yeah, but Lockett's not a floor guy. <laughs> the opposite, opposite of a floor guy. Yeah. He's a, he's a complete mistakes, mistakes were made, right? Um, if I could do it all over again, honestly, I would have just taken Waddle instead of Kittle. And uh, I would have took Juju instead of Clyde. And I would have stuck with, with Mooney there. Um, then Pollard looks fine. I could have not worried about taking Lockett. And I would have taken Tony or Gallup because uh, I was looking at Tony and Gallup at that moment. Um, but I stand by Daryl Henderson pick. I think that's a stud of a pick. And the, the Henderson pick, I'm fine with. Yeah, and the, the rest of the wide receivers. Pick. But yeah, I'd say from objectively four to nine, you know, I like a couple of the players. Like Renfro is a great pick for me, but I definitely fuck those up. <laughs> like even even the Kittle pick, I don't. I, I absolutely don't hate it. I mean, it's questionable, but I don't hate it because there, there's other guys you could have taken your teams better, but. You want a tight end early, Kittle stays healthy. He's potentially top five tight end, which puts him roughly, you know, in the in the wide receiver, twelve ish to fourteen ish conversation. So you're okay with, with where you took him if he stays healthy. Yeah, and you just have to adjust. Like if you take a quarterback and a, and a tight end, you really have to adjust your roster for the picks outside of the the top five to adjust for that. So. Exactly. And I've that's, never, that's first of all, I've never in so any other draft taken a quarterback than tight end or tight end than quarterback in as close as I did in this one. But it, it honestly was a testament to the competitive competitiveness of you know everybody else. I mean, by round three, guys were getting sniped. Um, when when Dalton Schultz uh, was available on my Clyde and Mooney pick, that's when I realized I fucked up. Yeah. I was like, I could have, yeah. I could have taken Waddle, or I could have taken, you know, even Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, whoever, right? Uh, instead mm-hmm. of Kittle there, and then I could have taken Schultz still on the on the next round because he was kind of the tear break for me was Schultz. I just didn't think he'd get to me. Yeah, no, and that's I, I would agree with that. Schultz is the tear break. He, he's your, uh, you know, he one of those guys is going to finish as a tight end six. Yeah, but. Any of them, I, I think, if you group Pitts, Kittle, Waller, and Schultz together, any of those four could be the number three. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So I think it's, I think it's a decent gamble. Um, just didn't execute it very well. Agreed. You know, you recovered in a couple of spots, but a couple of trades, like like a few different teams, a couple of trades, and and you're right back to where you're comfortable. So. Yep. Um, what do you guys have for? Uh, for scores for uh, Mitch's team, I got a uh, I got a six point seven for him, uh, mainly off the back of Mixon and Swift, Herbert and Kittle. Um, even though I didn't really like where he took Kittle, like he's got him, I think he's good, and it sort of makes up for the wide receivers being pretty lacking. But he 
yeah, six, six, seven. Um, I'm gonna loop you right in with with. Uh, well, am I gonna do that or am I not? Yeah, I'm gonna loop. I'm gonna put you right with SpongeBob. Uh, I'm gonna put you at a six point six. I don't think you're quite as. I think Avery's got a little bit better team. I think you and SpongeBob um, both have different deficiencies and, and different things you did well. And uh, so I think you guys are very close. So I'm going to put you at a 6.6. Mitchell, what do you have for yourself? I gave myself a generous 6.7. Um, I looked at the other rankings, and uh, I like my team as much as uh, SpongeBob beside me here. Um, but I do like mine a little bit more than North Beach Avery personally just because I, I don't like Saquon. I don't trust him. Um, and then he has quarterback Stafford, tight end Komet, whereas I at least have position uh, you know, guys who are, can finish at the top with Herbert and Kittle. So that's the only reason really objectively is because I prefer difference makers over kind of complete packages, if that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, kind of a mishmash in the middle, I'd say. Yeah, but I think his, even, even if Barkley gets hurt, I think his wide receivers can make up well more than what your, the rest of your team does. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep, I do. Like, his like, wide receivers are nasty. I've already tried to trade for them. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's it's close. So, um, so that finishes the twelve. Um, looking back, I think we're all in agreement that uh, Bill Blazina has the worst team in the league. Womp, womp, womp. Um, I think that the best team in the league is a little less clear. Um, I think that I, I have Alex as the best team. Um, Mitch, you have Alex and, and Evan tied. I do. And Rockstar with your fucked up rankings early. <laughs> I stick by Evan's ranking. I like you his, have, I like you, his team you, a lot. Yeah, but you have Flap Happy with a 7.5. I still like his team too. Ugh. I was looking at it while we were talking and as I was kind of adjusting things, moving things around, I still like his team. I might drop it to like a 7.25, but I still like it a lot. Uh, so you have, you have Flap at a 7.5. You have Guilford a seven five. Yeah, like his team too. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, uh, your rankings are your rankings. Um, they took two so. quarterbacks and two tight ends. <laughs> yeah, he lost a point for that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it, it is what it is. Your, your rankings are your rankings. So, yes, sir. Uh, my my average is a six point four one. Ben's average is a six point nine three, and Mitch's average is a six point four three. So. All just under seven. Um, this league is very competitive. It's going to be competitive even with uh, the draft, with the rosters. I think, you know, there's not even one team is completely out of it. Like, like Bill could still make the playoffs. It could happen. Um, you know, a, a few a, a few injuries, a couple of guys outperform. Um, like we're down on a few of the guys he has. If those guys – you know, exceed expectations. He's right there in it. So if Penny does what he did last year, it's a different team. Yeah. Well, like if Penny does, uh, if Cooper Lizard. exceeds expectations, if Acres stays healthy and comes back to what we were expecting last year, you know, Lazard, if Burks comes through, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ifs. Yeah. Um, he's got a team that we're down on that, that has some potential. So I don't think anybody in this league's out of it. You know, going into week one, which is not the case in in a couple of the other leagues. So, 
you guys are very competitive and uh, I know you're very active. So I do expect that there'll be some trades happening. Is there anything, uh, Mitch, you want to say to the rest of the league before we go? North Beach Avery, get at me, buddy. I need a wide receiver. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, competitive league is going to be a good year. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. I think it is too. Um, ben, you got anything for the listeners? Yeah, uh, just uh, follow me on Insta- on uh, Twitter at DaydreamingFF. Um, looking forward to this year. I think I'm going to add uh, – all the uh for our league i'm gonna add the matchups into the uh into my twitter try to take advantage of that and uh post some of that stuff for for everybody um the league is super deep i think like every everybody in this league has a shot to win this based on the draft like everybody had some great picks everybody had some lousy picks but we were just picking with what we had and uh yeah i think it's gonna be really good and we'll give it whoever we end up again the finals with. I, I could see it coming from this uh, the CMC helmet going to someone in this league for sure. Um, Not if I have something to say. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. And we'll get one of the international guys, so we'll hit you with that duty shipping. Yeah. Uh, oh, believe me, I'm already <laughs> fucking thinking about it. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just uh, excited to see the season starts on Thursday with a banger, and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, um, myself as well. Looking forward to it. Um, so I did post the uh, the link to the new chat channel I created. I put all the draft boards in that so that everybody can see how all the other teams are and all the other leagues. Um, I'm going to consolidate the spreadsheets from the judgments, and I'll put them all into one, and I'll put that uh, a screenshot of that into that link as well. Um, if, and I didn't mention it on the other pods because I kind of created it after a couple were done, but uh, that chat channel is there for you guys. Uh, if you want to talk shit between the leagues, please do. Um, that's what it's for. You, you want to uh, look at the other leagues, go for it. When we, I, I, I'm hoping that we can do a couple of updates throughout the season this year on, you know, what the standings are between the leagues and whatnot. And, uh, this is the last league to get the judgment, so everybody else has kind of already heard theirs by the time you guys are going to hear this. But uh, it's just because of scheduling. It's not because I, I, you know, not because we don't like you guys. It's just <laughs> trying to get everything scheduled over Labor Day weekend. Busy time of the year. Extremely busy time with everybody drafting, people on vacation, and uh, I was fortunate to, to have the weekend off. I ended up having to work today, but it is what it is. So we we're able to squeeze in all five judgments. Uh, over this weekend and uh, we'll get them out for you guys to listen to so I want to thank everybody for listening I want to thank everybody for participating in the leagues Uh, hopefully you you guys have a good time hopefully you enjoy this this episode and uh, hopefully it helps you out with maybe seeing a different perspective on your team that you may not have seen uh, and we've opened your eyes to it so thanks again and uh Appreciate you all listening and